Hello there, my name is Jeff and welcome to the Game Sharks Podcast, episode 24, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, chicken wings and hanging yes. out with friends. <laughs> Heck yeah. And blanket forts. And blanket, and blanket forts. forts. We are back to recording in person. Gentlemen, welcome to my house. We are all decided we are comfortable with the state that the world is in to a point where we feel good enough coming here and recording. We're in a little bit more of a spread out situation than we used to be. For obvious reasons, but uh, we were in the dining room in the back of my house, which has a pretty bad echo. So we hung blankets on a ceiling fan, and yeah, that'll be on the Instagram. So check that out. It's a kind of a makeshift uh, recording studio, <laughs> but we made it work. We're uh, geniuses. I'm happy to have you guys here. Thank you yeah. for coming. No problem, man. Yeah, good to be back. Sure, be it's Derek's robot internet. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the the quality of the audio is going to go up significantly. Derek's I don't, well, robot you, voice. G- talk, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and video games joining me we got derek hello adam Ayo. and andrew yeah again gentlemen welcome and thank you for being a part of this lovely podcast that we have here the game sharks podcast big stuff today we just watched the ps5 announcement hour and 20 minute video live Direct. stream yeah <laughs> so that there's a lot to unpack there so we're going to tackle that in the latter half of this episode uh, we all got together, watched it live, and ate wings from Boneheads, which is the greatest wing place you'll ever go to. If you're ever in the Rhode Island area, please go to Boneheads Wings in Warwick, Rhode Island. It's delicious. Uh, and so we're going to start out how we usually do. We got some news, but we got an email. Guys, breaking news. I just got an email. Uh, what is it? It's 555. I just got an email at 554. <laughs> so we're going to go in for this. This one is from Dan Santos. Yeah. <laughs> emailed to us a minute ago. He said, "Hey, Game Sliding Sharks, in. just watched the Sony press release. I'm looking forward to hearing you guys what you guys think about the design of the console. Personally, I hate it. Oh. <laughs> it looks more like an early 2000s concept design. If someone told me it, uh, it was an artist's render of a PS3, I'd probably would believe it. My wife says it looks like a flimsy binder. I agree." And would add that it looks like a Western digital hard drive wrapped in a binder. (laughs) I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. Not sure how to feel. Steve Thing Angry. Steve Thing Angry. Stan. Is that like steeping? Steving. Steving Angry? Yeah, I think that's like a... Or just like like effing angry. Yeah. How is that spelled? S-T-E-V dash thing. Steve things. Interesting. I think he's really stretching for the Steve puns. Yeah, yeah this, he, was, uh, he was trying. <laughs> and give him an A for effort. What are you going to do? I appreciate it. Uh, and we will get into this later on about how we feel about the concept of the design. Uh, but I, I can see why you would think that. And I definitely, I'll agree with you now that it looks like a concept of design for a game in, or a console in the mid-2000s. So. Yeah, we'll get into that more. But let's go read the other email that we were going to read today, which is also from Dan Santos. <laughs> Dan Santos says, hello again, Game Sharks. He, there's an ellipses in there. Much to my chagrin, I have spent the last few months thinking you were all playing the Outer Worlds. However, after your last <laughs> no. I realized you did plead, indeed play Outer Wilds, which is a much more inter- game to me, much more interesting game to me. I will have to check it out instead of writing it off like I did for the other game. By the way, I had a Game Gear. The only place that sold the games was Ames. 
And wow. when they went out of business, I somehow acquired a ton of games from them. I suppose my parents thought it was a good alternative to the Game Boy games because they were so cheap. I remember having a few Sonic's game, Sonic games, but you could only play about an hour before it completely drained the six AA batteries. For a backlight in 2001, it was worth it until I got my Game Boy Advance SP with a rechargeable battery. <laughs> the only thing I'd really like to see from Nintendo is a more concisive virtual store. I think combining the old digital content from the Wii U and 3DS is a no-brainer, seeing as many customers don't have those consoles. To Steve continued, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> that one was better. That was a little better. That one was before, though. Yes. So, yeah. Imagine I read that one first. He, he To Steve continued into Steve angry. Steve thing angry. Steve thing. I don't know. Um, but, yeah. Dan had a Game Gear, and it was like we thought a, a big battery hog um and i think it's safe to say we all agree with you that uh them bringing a better virtual store to the switch is probably for the best oh yeah um, yeah they have i the, don't understand why there's not virtual console yeah a like virtual the, console would be nice yeah the nes and the snes like nintendo online subscription packages are fine but i just want like virtual console just like the way the wii u and the wii had it was, was was great yeah let me buy game boy advance games let me buy gamecube games yeah stuff like that that'd be um, nice yeah i absolutely agree we all agree with you dan um all right let's uh move on to some news let's see uh first thing i want to bring up is uh, i don't know if you guys saw this and i kind of want to let all of our listeners know it was brought to my attention by my brother uh, bundle for racial justice and equality it is um an itch.io bundle you pay i think you can pay as much as you want but the minimum is five dollars and you get uh how many is it it's 1305 games what? oh for five dollars um let's see some games some notable ones including night in the woods celeste which is one of my favorite games ever um there's a couple other like really notable ones but like there's so many cool (laughs) minute is in here oop get out of here time notification what else is a big name um a lot of just cool small indie projects it's basically yeah all Uh these people came together to throw games into this bundle nuclear thrones in here uh and yeah all proceeds go towards the i don't think it's specifically black lives matter but it's all going towards that cause their goal was $5 million. There's four days, eight hours left. And so far, they have over $5 million, just over. It's $5,016,000. Oh, wow. Dang. From 472,000 contributors, with the average contribution being over a little over $10.5. Uh, and one person, the top contribution was $5,000. Goddamn. Uh, so, yeah, over 1,000 games for 5 bucks. Uh, not only are you supporting a great, great cause, but you're getting... I think it says you save 99% because the approximate value of all these games combined is 9,000. It's over 9,000. It's It's $9,083. Wow. You can cut out that bit where you did, where you stuttered. (laughs) You can make it look like you're a genius. Nah, I I admit to my flaws. I commit. Um, So yeah, definitely check this out. It's the, um, if you just Google bundle for racial justice and equality, you'll, it'll be the first link you find. And it's definitely worth looking at. All right, let's move on to a couple other news things. 
I don't know if you guys heard, but there is an official The Last of Us podcast now. Oh, oh. interesting. Um, they're doing a weekly episode. I listened to the first episode. I think they're coming out on Tuesdays. It's really cool. Basically, it's uh, hosted by comedian Christian Spicer. And he in the first episode, he interviewed Neil Druckmann, Ashley, is it not Ashley Birch. Um, Johnson. Ashley, Ashley Johnson, Johnson, thank okay. you. And um, Troy Baker. And basically talking about the character, it goes through about the first half of the story in this first episode. Hmm. So it's all about development, writing, uh, their thought processes behind it, the kind of method behind the acting. Uh, Troy Baker told this really cool story about that opening scene with his daughter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how he was acting and Neil Druck and he thought he'd nailed it and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know why we didn't use the first take. I was so emotional. I nailed it. And Neil Druckmann just said, in that take, I saw a broken man. And what we need to see is a is a, a, a hopeful man turned into an angry man turned into a broken man, and it's very interesting to like learn like the the process behind the making of the, the nuances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know how many episodes it's going to be total. Um, and then starting on July seventh, the apis- the episodes will start to talk about the Last of Us Part Two. So okay, it's going to cool, kind nice. of roll straight into the the production of that game as well. So it's really cool. I suggest you guys listen to it. I think the first episode is about an hour, and yeah, it's going to be every Tuesday. I will have to give it a listen. It's very interesting. It's really well edited. It's taking voice lines from the first game and kind of cutting them together. So it's very fluid and mm-hmm. concise and conveying what the story is to you quickly. Like I said, the first episode is about an hour and maybe half of it was dedicated to the story, the first half of the story. Mm-hmm. And in that half hour, they very uh, clearly were able to tell what was going on in the story. So yeah, check that out. Um, moving on to our next piece of news. <laughs> Derek, uh, have you played in the Crucible? No. Oh, I told Derek about this the <laughs> yeah, other day. Yeah, told me this the other yeah, day. Crucible is removing two game modes just three weeks after launching. Ooh. Ouch. Which kind of indicates to me that they are uh, not doing so hot. Because when you eliminate game modes, you're trying to condense your pool of players (laughs) as much as possible. Uh, So, yeah, it's removing the Harvester command and the Alpha Hunter game modes. Uh, to focus on the Heart of Hives. Okay. Which, so I think that was the mode I played. And that's, yeah, that's only where there's enemy AI and then also like an enemy. It's like 4v4 team. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Derek asked me which modes they removed, and I told him I had no fucking idea because <laughs> I literally do not remember anything about this game. Yeah. yeah. I also don't have any. I don't know. Yeah. It's. How long do you think this game's going to last before it's just completely taken down and dissolved i give it another two weeks yeah i think another two two three weeks maybe i think think weeks wow i'm trying to think of the last like big live free-to-play game that came out that was like a triple a budget and i think it was lawbreakers and that i think only lasted like three months yeah and for two and a half of those three months it had like 50 players yeah, a, a day or something. I remember. Like I'm pretty sure I saw a picture once where that game had single digit concurrent players. What was and, that yeah. game that came out like right near Overwatch? There was Battle like Battle 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 yeah, 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 that was another one that got taken down. That at least was like was had a, a single player, I think, to it? it, so you could like play it on your. You weren't reliant All on right. other people playing, but I think like it was built to be like a more enjoyable experience with yeah, your yeah. two buddies or something like that. I see. Yeah. 
Um, I, I give it another couple of months. I think it's Amazon. They have a lot of money. They're going to tr- see if they can revive it and pull people in. But at the same time, they're <sighs> Amazon. They have a lot of money. They don't yeah. really need this to generate anything. Exactly. But from what I've heard about people who played it, like you, Derek, and then the reviews going out, IGN giving it a four out of 10. And yeah, poor reviews across the board. I don't imagine this lasting very long at all. I think also like some of those bad reviews were because of like it didn't have an identity. Mm. It was just like these three game modes much into one. So I wonder if if maybe condensing it to one game mode will kind of help it a little bit because now it's like, okay, this game is about this. It's not a battle royale or whatever the hell the second mode was. <laughs> like it seemed like they like didn't know which mode was fun. So they said, well, let's throw three of them out there and see which one sticks. Yeah. Maybe maybe it'll give them a chance to really focus on what they want to be doing. Yeah. Mm. That's a good point. I didn't consider that. But, yeah, because usually a game, like, you'll have Overwatch where it comes out with one game mode and you focus on that game mode for several months and then you'll release a new one. Or I know Valorant did the same thing where it was just the main plant the bomb mode and mm. at launch they released another very – it's, like, a very heightened, quick version of that yeah, same thing. Yeah, but they did. A, yeah. It's a. Uh, I think everyone has a spike. Yeah, it's random loadouts. Yeah, everyone um, has a random weapon one. every time. And there's like power ups. I play. I played. I played it a couple times. I mean, it, it was fun. I liked it. It's because it's, it's only like eight minutes instead yeah, of a forty five minute match. It's very quick. It's uh. it's meant to play. Say you have a friend that's in a game when you hop on and they think, yeah. oh, I'm I'm gonna be maybe like ten minutes until this is done. So you go, okay, I I'll go play. This quick, I think it's Blitz something. Spike Rush. Spike Rush. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go play one of those rounds real quick, and then we'll line up and be able to play the main mode together. All right. Or a warm up or a cool down. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. kind of complained with Valorant. Oh, I have to play a full forty five minute match. Right. To, just to get to ready. Get, yeah. To get in the zone. Whereas you can play this quick eight to ten minute match. Get your fingers nice and warmed up yeah. and feeling good. So. Cool. Yeah, Crucible's gonna die. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, At least it took League of Legends like seven years to remove its game modes. Oh uh, yeah, Twisted Tree Line and uh, Ascension. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> forgot that Ascension yeah. was a permanent oh. game mode. Wow. Wow. Right. Well, they have Earth now, and ARAM is a permanent one. Yeah, Earth and like One for All are their only two game modes they bring back. Yeah. Um. Cool. I only have one more piece of news. We're kind of going really fast, which means we'll get to talk about Sony for a good while, which I'm excited about. Uh, Andrew, does the name Ikumi Nakamura mean anything to you? Uh, vaguely. Uh, well, he's planning on pitching a new Okami game, apparently. You didn't see this? No. He revealed that... Uh, oh, she. Sorry, my apologies. She Bastard. is planning to pitch a new Okami game to Capcom. Whoa. Um, she was doing um, some Q&A, and it's a project that she said she wants to make a reality the most. Yes. Um, music to my ear holes. Uh, after the quarantine lift, she's planning on making a visit to Capcom to propose the idea. So, yeah. Yeah. Here's a quote from her. She says, originally, there was a lot of Akami that has not been seen, had not yet been told. There's still a lot to tell in that universe. So, yeah, she cool. wants to go back. She this thinks there's a lot more to do. Excites me greatly. Yeah. I never got to play Okami Den. What's Okami Den? Okami Den is a DS sequel. They made a sequel to Okami? Yeah. You don't say. You play as Chibi Tarasu, Armatarasu's son. Uh, is it like a, okay. in the Chibi art style? Uh, No, it's the same art style on the DS, but Chibi Tarasu is just a smaller version of Armatarasu. He's basically a puppy. 
Gotcha. And instead of uh, in Okami, uh, Isun is your partner, and he's like a real small guy, mm-hmm. like uh, size of a mm-hmm. of a bug, basically. But in Okami Den, you play with uh, human sized characters riding on your back, and it's cute and fun, and it's on the DS, so I never played it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, um, yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm curious to know how that would turn out because the studio that developed Okami Clover Studio uh, also worked on Beautiful Joe. Oh, I love uh, Joe. No longer exists. They're platinum games now. Mm, yeah, I mean, if she's just the creator of the IP, I wonder if she could probably take it to whatever studio she wants. Probably, but I feel like it, the same, you know, like uh, part of the reason Okami was so cool, at least for me, is because it had that like very uh, like inside niche uh, nods to Clover and like their own works. Like in Okami, there are a lot of beautiful Joe references. Hmm. Uh, so, and part of the, one of the, co- not really collectibles, but like side objectives is throughout the land, uh, you can find Clovers in the ground that you can dig up and they'll give you uh, resources. So, uh, I don't know how, I think that was part of the charm of it. Um, and I don't know how that will differ if they make a new one. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, switching developers on an IP is always a big risk. Do you have any examples of Banjo Kazooie? Jeez, sorry, Banjo Kazooie uh, switched. Oh, nuts post. and bolts. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. You're talking nuts and bolts. Yeah, that's an entirely different game though. You assume if they made an Okami yeah. two, it would follow the same vein of Okami. Yeah, you never know. Maybe yeah. maybe Okami's gonna you know make some cars. <laughs> <laughs> Halo, uh, Gears of War. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think I have any. Yeah, Halo other. hasn't been the same since three four three. But yeah, that's a really good example. It's it's okay. It's just not Halo Reach or Halo three. It's not the old Bungie Halo. Crash Bandicoot did Naughty Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. yeah. Naughty Dog stopped making them. Yeah. When did Naughty Dog stop making those after three? Yeah. Or Car- after 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 Bash? No, after Crash. They didn't make Crash Bash. After Crash Team Racing. That's when they started on Crash Jack and Bash. Yeah, it's like a party game. Hmm. It's kind of hmm. weird. <laughs> I would imagine you, There's a reason nobody said I want a Crash Bash remaster <laughs> When <laughs> Nitro Kart came out <laughs> um, Okay That's all I got for news I don't know if you guys had anything you wanted to bring up in particular I don't know if it's news but I did, I did see something kind of Funny About the new Pokemon DLC mm-hmm. So we know there's DLC right Yes Problem. Yeah. This is one of the only games we've ever known that has two versions So there's actually two versions of the DLC Oh but really? so I've heard, and Nintendo's having a lot of issues with people buying the wrong version. Oh no! Because there's one fools. specifically for Sword and one for Shield. They can't make it universal. And evidently, there's enough differences that they decided it had to be two separate. Because there's version exclusivity to think about. Well, wow. So unfortunately, they're having a big influx of people buying the wrong version and then trying to get a refund. It's a good thing I decided to not care about Pokemon. <laughs> you know, you'll have Shield, but you bought the DLC pack for Sword. Yeah, and it doesn't work. That's Man. ridiculous. So it's kind of a yeah. That's pretty. So I, I've heard there's some people having some issues trying to get refunds because it will not work with their game. I mean, I'm no programmer, but you think you'd be able to make a universal single DLC that they download, and then when you boot up the game, it decides which is which. It recognizes which version you have, and then runs based is, off uh, of that. Yeah. Nintendo. So like, what I look, about. if you go to the yeah. eShop, it's distinct. There's the Pokemon Sword expansion pack and the Pokemon Shield expansion pack. So you got to be really careful. That you're getting the right one for your version. That's that's, that's so dumb. Silly. It's so silly. Um, so evidently, it's a big enough problem right now. One thing I did notice with this expansion pass is uh, some new Galarian forms. 
Yeah, didn't they do like slow bro? So let's have a conversation real quick. Slowpoke. That's what this. Yeah, that's what we're doing. That's the podcast. Slowpoke <laughs> is a slow Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what happens when a slowpoke evolves into a slowbro? He gets the conch shell on his tail. Yeah, right? a yeah. shelter bites his tail. Yeah. yeah, and he turns into a slowbro. Right. And then, Which, by the way, visually never made sense to me. As no, a how does a shelter turn into? A, it doesn't turn into a cloister. It turns into this weird conch shell. Yeah, yeah. makes no sense. Uh, shelter bites a slowbro on the head. Yep. Turns into a slow king. king. Oh, He's God. Is he going to bite Slowbroke in the dick? <laughs> so there's a Galarian slow bro who's got this yellow. No, Slowpoke has the yellow Yeah, Slowpoke has this weird yellow head. Galarian slow bro gets bit in the arm and has a cloister cannon thing. He's got a Mega Man buster. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a Galarian slow king, which looks like it still gets bit. Uh, in the head, like, we've uh-huh. only seen like hints of it's, the artwork. Yeah, the head's kind of obscured in the artwork, but it, it definitely looks like it's still on the head. But I'm curious how that's going to be. Different. Yeah. So ten years in the future, here's what I want: I want a slowpoke that gets bit in the dick. God by, damn it! By by a shelter, and we'll call him Fuck Bro. <laughs> oh, no, and it'll just go Fuck Bro. <laughs> Jesus, Jeff. It's didn't need that. It's uh, genius. Wouldn't it be in the R-rated reboot? Wouldn't it be like slow, fuck? slow dick, <laughs> slow fuck? <laughs> uh, but, oh my god! Anyway, somehow we circled back to yeah. the dick. So yeah, this is just the as soon as I saw the Galarian slow bro with the. Arm. I was like, okay, what's the next extremity? There's leg, obviously. And what does it become like a peg leg pirate? That could be kind of cool. After that, there's only one more extremity to be bit. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, but no, it's actually a unique typing too. It's poison psychic now. Has there never been a poison psychic? Nope. First one. Interesting. Hmm. Really? You'd think. Yeah, I think it's the only. But I think now everything's been mixed with psychic. How? They're on Gen eight. How has there not been every combination so far? Because, because they, they got to keep making ideas. the normal flying types, Jeff. Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> got to have those normal flying types. But I mean, we're getting types. we're getting to the point where there's only a few unique types combinations left. Yeah. yeah. Like a uh, fire. Oh, no, there was a fire grass. Fire right? water. No, not yet. Fire, there is there was a fire water legendary. The vol- yeah volcano uh, guy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there's I no fire grass. No fire grass. We no. did it, boys. Fighting Spets. dragon. Yes, actually. Yeah, there's ha- a fighting Hakum, Hakomo. Haxorus? No, it was uh, it was in Alola. Haka- yeah, like Hakomo or whatever. Oh yeah, it's like got a dash O it's at like, the end. Yeah, it's like the yeah. scaly dude. Hey, that make a good mm. trivia question. How many unique type combos are left? I wouldn't. Don't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Uh, if that's if you guys got nothing for news, let's move on. Nickelodeon Kart <laughs> Racers Two. No, they're making Nickelodeon Kart Racer Two. <laughs> yeah, it, it was no, that was funny to me because I was scrolling through my YouTube subscriptions of all of the PlayStation Five trailers that came out, and right at the end was a trailer for Nickelodeon Kart Racers Two, and I was like, right I was like, oh, I must have missed that during the presentation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's an official D and D Bilgewater campaign. Did you see this, Adam? I don't think so. League of Legends, the Bilgewater, the Pirate Continent, yeah, yeah, yeah. has an official D and D campaign. Okay, that's. Awesome. I, they just announced it yeah. yesterday, today, today. I think it was recent. Yeah. What? Oh, that's that's interesting. I mean, the League of Legends universe is definitely like interesting enough to, you know, it's very interesting enough where it could could make a cool D and D setting. Yeah. Uh, I've been waiting for something like that or like a League MMO for years. So, one day they're just one starting. Is it like to an adventure booklet or. 
Uh, I'm not 100% sure. So you're the one in charge of looking into it and letting us know. Deal. I'm going to look it up later. Sweet. Maybe you can run us through that. I would love to DM something for you guys at some point. Ooh. Yeah, you would be a good DM. We keep running into the <laughs> issue of, <laughs> of bad DMs or DMs who like lose interest. And I think I, I've bad. DM'd a few times. I've actually had some interest from a from another friend at school to you know run a game. I ran a one shot for them a while back around mm-hmm. Halloween, and they had a good time with it. Okay, we'll test the waters with a one shot sometime, and then maybe we'll do that. I got a lot of ideas, but so. every time I try to play D and D, I just don't end up. I don't know. It never feels good, and then I just end up not wanting to play. And I. I actually turned down a D&D campaign uh, that my brother offered me to be in an online one uh, because it was going to be in between. It was going to be on Wednesday, so it would be in between our disc golf league and then Thursday with the podcast. So I feel like my week would just be suffocated. I've been Um, playing a lot of D&D lately. I do games online with Roll20 a lot. Apparently, it is D&D's take on Bilgewater, so it is not canon, and Riot was only given... They only gave a little bit of assistance with uh, it. Oh, so it's not official. It wasn't made by Riot, but it it's is inspired. In, yeah, it's okay. called Dark Tides of Bilgewater. It's on D and D Beyond. Uh, it's with the subtitle Legends of Runeterra. Oh, cool, interesting. So, I'm sure it might, okay. it might just be like a setting book, like how they did the Eberron book mm. this year. Like it's not real. Like maybe some story elements, maybe a few unique magic items, but more so to you know build a world because sometimes that's all you need. Like like I've been building my own world, but it takes some time absolutely so it helps to have a book that's like here's a setting you can just make the stories using this world yeah which speeds okay. things along i probably should have done that yeah mm. <laughs> all right um i ran out of water so let's take a break so i can go fill up my cup because <laughs> well we're gonna have a lot of talking coming up so i need to keep my my uh thirst quenched in my uh throat moist exactly yeah. uh yeah let's take a break and we'll be back and moister than a cloister moister cloister Okay, we are back. Um, you guys trolling me before we come back. I'm not a big fan of that. You guys are all mean. Big, meanie pants. Nah, you love us. I hate you. Um, what have you guys been playing lately? Anything new? Jack exciting? shit, nothing. You played nothing? I played like two hours of Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's because I have watched two playthroughs of the game already or that it's 100 hours long or that The Last of Us comes out in a week and a half. A week and a day. Fucking a week and a day. Uh, But I just don't feel any motivation. I do not want to commit to anything right now. Is it? Oh, you think that's because Last of Us isn't on the horizon and that's priority number one? Absolutely a factor. But, like, I don't know. Like, when I get home, sometimes I've just been, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, taking, I think I've just been taking time to chill out a little more and not commit to really anything. Like, I haven't really gotten any real work done on my review, which I have been kicking myself about. Uh, and the only game I've made real progress in is The Messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Uh, I got to get on that. Yeah, you God do. Damn it, Adam. Have you played it at all yet? I've played it, I played it a bit. Okay. Right. Anyway, uh, but most of the time when I get home from work nowadays, I'll just like sit and watch Community or something. Uh, so haven't really been playing a lot of video games. Uh, and my one like full day off during the week, I have to go down to my parents to do laundry because my washer is not installed yet. Yeah. So having a lot of time, but yeah, that's understandable. Sometimes I just get into that groove sometimes where I'm just not invested in any game and I'm th- there's something on the horizon yeah. that I'm waiting for. So it's I the same kinda, thing. It's, a lull. it's the same thing that happened with persona five. Cause when persona five real came out, 
uh, Final Fantasy was coming out in a week. So I played maybe like 10 hours of Persona. Yeah. It's not something you want to commit to 120 hours. Yeah, exactly. Because you want to play the new game when it comes out. Like I still feel like I want to play it. But I also, same thing with that is I had already played Persona 5 through one time. So. Yeah. So do you think you will ever play Xenoblade Definitive Edition in its entirety? Yeah. Prob- maybe. Probably. Okay. I'm just wondering if cause this will just be a persistent. There no, no, will no, always depends. be something on the horizon that you're looking forward to, so you don't want to commit to Xenoblade. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it depends on what's coming out. We don't know anything that Nintendo is doing for the rest of the year. I'm definitely getting a PS5 at launch now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I have the Assassin's Creed games that I'm going to play, but I'm not going to play that until I finish the review. So, like, I don't know. It's all it's all up in the air. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about you, Adam? Been playing anything new? Uh, I don't really know if it counts as new, but TFT just had its mid-set update like oh, yesterday. How big was it? Something substantial? Little Pretty little substantial. Tweaks. It removed two of the traits in the game entirely. Which ones? Uh, Valkyrie and Void are gone. Huh. Void, I felt like, was popular. Valkyrie, you just always got uh, Kale because she's busted, and then if Misfortune's yeah, so, open, you just pick her up, too. Yeah, so both of those are gone. They also removed a few other units. So Lux is gone, and I believe Sona is also gone. Hmm. Interesting. Sona had that disgusting combination with Seraph's Embrace. Oh, yeah. Where you just have infinite healing, yeah. and you cannot die because your HP is like infinitely regenerating. Yeah, your regeneration's higher than the damage they can put out. Exactly. So they removed some of the problem stuff, but they included... A few new units and three new traits entirely. Ah. What what are they? So you have Astro, which has bards in the game now. I gotta play TFT! (laughs) So Bard actually has the most, like, an interesting ability. His ability does no damage, but every time you stack up... Is it Magical Journey? No. Uh, Every time his mana fills up, you get a meep on your bench. And it makes his auto attacks throw... Nope. You get to sell the meeps for XP. For For XP? For huh. level up XP. That's very interesting. Hmm. Uh, what level unit is he? He's oh, I think he's like a three or cost. What cost? He's a three he's cost. He's a three cost. Okay. But then, like, the point is, if you get him to, he's got ninety mana. I think this, the point is, if you get him to three cost, uh, it's like, like every auto attack generates a meep at that point. Oh, you it, mean if you get him to level three? three yeah, three if you get star? him to three star. Okay. Like, I think every auto attack generates all of his mana, so you just keep getting meeps and can just. If you so ever, you'll hit level nine very early. Yes, if wow. you get a three-star bar. So once you do that, do you want to just sell him? Does he do enough damage? Or is no. he part of a good comp? The Astro is pretty okay, because that, that also includes uh, Teemo's there now. Huh. Uh, and Nar and who was the other Nautilus? one? Nautilus? Nautilus, yeah. So the, the whole point of Astro is you have three of them. All of, all of their abilities cost 30 less mana. So, oh, interesting. So okay. it just speeds them up. Yeah. Right. But Nar, Mars, Nar's got the knockback, and so does Nautilus. Yeah. Timo is just Timo. Timo is just Timo. So oh, on top cool. of that, they also added in Battle Cast, okay. which have a, a really unique adaptive ability. So if you stack it up, uh, every 10 instances of damage, either given or taken by them, they'll either deal a shit ton of magic damage to a burst if they're above half health. If they're below half health, they'll heal. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Who else falls under that? Uh... A bunch of new champions. So okay. Urgot's the five gold champ for that mm, gotcha and he's got his ultimate oh the execute yeah and then you have nocturne alawi cassiopeia victor and i think there's one more oh so it's a pretty substantial update this isn't yeah there's okay. quite a bit that got added plus a few new others like they added zed in as an infiltrator and the last one i think it's called paragon where they added in janna again 
Oh. She's the only one for this, and here's the thing. So she's a Star Guardian as well. Okay. If you put her on your team, all of your auto attacks now do magic damage. What cost is she? She's five. Two to five. And it turns all of your... Everyone or just her? I believe everybody, everybody's attacks now become magic damage. Unless you have Star Guardians, and then they're true damage. All right. Okay. It turns all Star Guardians into true damage? Yeah. Hmm. Busted. So there's some interesting stuff. They got rid of a couple items, too. Like Seraph's Embrace is gone, replaced with Blue Buff. Oh, that's fun. And all that does is when you cast your spell, you get reset to 20 mana instead of zero. Okay. So yeah, that's a little more balanced. Yeah, more balanced than, you know, triple Seraph's Embrace was, which just <laughs> infinite spell cast. Yeah. So it's it's some interesting stuff. Plus, uh, I don't know if you guys ever played ranked, but... Mm-hmm. So uh, I hit gold three before the reset. Everyone's down Ooh. a tier. Okay. So I went down to silver three. But since I was at least in gold, I got a new little legend for free. Nice. That's it's cool. a victorious silver wing. Oh. Cool. So I'll have so to check it out. We're finally adding in a few ranked rewards if you play it enough. That's solid. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out because I was really into it when Galaxies first came out. Yeah, so it's a little more. It's a little better now. There's not as you know, those disgusting combos from before. Aren't yeah. They, they removed the problems, I think. Especially since you can't give a KO a rapid fire cannon and just win. True damage auto Thank attacks God. sound pretty busted to me. Yeah. Um, well, that's like a late. That's like a very late game thing. Yeah. Not something you can feasibly do like super early on. Yeah. Because she is a five star unit. Yes. Um, five cost, never mind you. Sorry. Cool. Level five. Level five. Tier whatever. five. Anything like else? Nah. Slow week. Yeah. What about you, Derek? Well, <sighs> on Tuesday. The new season of Destiny 2 started. That is correct. They're um, still doing new seasons? Yeah. They, they, so the big thing was they announced not just this fall's expansion, but the next three years of expansions. Yeah, up to 2023, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Interesting. So They're th- committing. They basically, one of the big things was, is Destiny 2, is there going to be a Destiny 3? Mm. Are they committed to the game? Because there's supposedly another IP they're working on. So, you know, it's all up in the air. And they basically, like, were like, yep, we're playing this game for another three years. And yeah. we have it planned out. And that's, I think, like, was the coolest thing to hear. Because it, it's like, okay, now they have kind of like a set story they're trying to tell so you know like okay there's a plan uh you know the future of the game that you know like there's no destiny three there's no re- big reset on the radar like they're sticking to this game so that was a cool reveal um it definitely like re-excited me about the game because i haven't played it probably since the beginning of the the last season so mm, like february i think because this last season just like didn't interest me at all um, and the new season is pretty interesting because it's uh, it like delves into the, like the big threat is fi- the darkness, which is like the you know the looming enemy has finally arrived in the oh. destiny in the solar system or whatever. So it's like you're trying to like why are they here? What's going on? Because mm. they're not attacking; they've just arrived, and they're trying to like communicate with you. But this other enemy is blocking them from communicating with you. So there's like this whole like little thing going on. They released uh, a new dungeon for free for everyone. I haven't got to play it yet, but it's supposed to be pretty pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so I've been I was playing that for a little bit. Excited for the new expansion. Um, they're adding a new class that's oh. called Stasis. Wait, is this the first new class they've added? This is the first new 
like elemental class they've ever added. They've added new subclasses, mm-hmm. but this is the first time they're adding like a whole new element class. Okay. Uh, and it's supposed to be fully like customizable, which like the current subclasses aren't really that customizable. So it's like a hint that maybe that might be coming in the future um, for for the other classes. But yeah, it's called Stasis. They they like showed it off in the trailer a little bit, but not a lot is known about it other than it's supposed to be like a darkness power. So that's pretty exciting mm. would um, you have to start the game entirely new with this new character or can you turn an existing character into this new class so yeah. that you don't have to waste however many hours getting it to where your old character was so i should say it's not a new class it's a new subclass so uh, the, there's a cl- the classes are the three classes are still cl- there okay and then along with your uh void solar and arc class there's now this stasis class okay so it's not, yeah, it's, it's not a main class. Yeah, it's not a new main warlock, class. Warlock, yeah, Guardian, yeah, no. or I don't know what they're called. Which I I don't think they'll they may eventually do something like that, but I don't know I don't know if they will. I feel like that would be kind of like a, okay, well now you have to start over again. But that's the thing is like the whole direction they're going with this game is that you don't really ever you like you don't start over like in WoW. If you wanted to start over right now, you would have to play from level one. To, without like the skips, you have yeah. to play from level one to level 120. Whereas in Destiny, they've now basically made it so everyone starts at like this base power, and you're free to go from there to basically play any content that's out. You just have to like level up or yeah. you get your power up, get your gear up, and that's not too too difficult to get from that base power to whatever like the newest contents uh, power gear power is at or whatever. I think that's good because that's like my one major complaint with WoW. Like, I'm still trying to play it. Yeah. I've got a bunch of friends who like routinely play that and like maybe one or two of the things. That's how I interact with them. But like at the same time, like he's trying to tell me like, yeah, dude, doesn't game doesn't get fun to hit level sixty and do raids? And it's like, and I'm still not really sold on the why do I have to play sixty levels before the game's fun? Right, right. Mm. You know, like kind of just seems like a waste of sixty levels if that's when it gets fun. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'm only at twenty three right now, and that was a freaking grind that was i think that bungie's whole decision last year and they said yeah new player you start at 750 you can go play the old like original campaigns if you want but if you just want to play with your friends like you can do that basically right away that's nice um yeah so looking forward to that should be should be fun should be cool uh i think september comes out um and then i finished today the last of us yeah there you go yeah uh that was fun um, I forgot how much like downtime there is in the game and how much of the game is like encounter, walk around, look for stuff, encounter. And yeah, it's, uh, it's very segmented. Um, this is a explore the area section. This is yeah. a fight a lot of people section. But I feel like I le- like I wish I had played on. I, I tried a hard. I wish I had tried a harder difficulty this playthrough because I just you, played on normal. Okay. Because I just wanted to get through it. But like. I think I maybe died like four times. Yeah. Uh, and like even at the parts where I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this part. It took me forever to do last time. This time I just like waltzed right through. And I was like, hmm, maybe because it was my first time playing the game then. That's yeah. why it was difficult. Do you think it's because you knew this like the secrets and what was hiding around the corner? It made it easier? No, I think I just like by that point I had remembered how to play the game and like remembered that like you don't actually have to do the combat you if you're good enough you everything. can just walk around all the enemies yeah uh, i think i did that in the le- like the end of the game where you're in the ho- when you're in the hospital with the fireflies like i just ran 
to where Ellie is and then oh, really? finish the game. Does the cutscene like automatically trigger when you get there too? Yeah, once yeah. you get to like the last door, you open the door and then you like it happens. Um, so, and then I did start the uh, Left Behind, the Left Behind DLC, which uh, you you haven't played yet, right, Jeff? What the Left Behind? Yeah, I finished it. Oh, I okay. started it and finished it, and I think. Two sittings? Yeah, it, it's really short, I it's think. like right? three, maybe yeah. four hours. Uh, and so you might be able to provide more, but it doesn't seem like you really do anything in this game except listen to the story and experience the story. It's very story-driven. There's a there's a handful of combat scenarios, yeah. and you played it immediately after beating the game, so it must have been very fluid and quick and easy for you. I haven't played The Last right. of Us yeah, in, you played in a while. four or five months, so now I'm a big chunk of it is me relearning how to play <laughs> The Last of Us. I said it on normal, and I think it was pretty forgiving because there were times where zombies were mauling my face in, and I was already at half health, and I would live with a sliver of health. And with I, 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 I swear it's somewhere in the coding that the zombie doesn't die until you have one bullet left in your gun and you have a quarter of your health left, <laughs> like, no matter how much you shoot them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I so once I struggled my way past relearning the controls, it's very kind of you're you're in it for the story it's in a it's an right, experience right. you're seeing uh ellie's past and why she kind of acts the way that she is and what she was doing uh in that little bit of a time skip in the middle of the main game which uh, that's what i i didn't know i thought it was all the past i didn't mm-hmm. know it was like what she's doing in the beginning of winter yeah it's yeah it's so you bounce a, it's kind of back a nice, forth between both. okay cool so yeah um i finished that and i enjoyed it i thought it was really cool it kind of lets you delve into Ellie and kind of who she is as a person, yeah. which I think will mean a lot as we play the second game and you're controlling Ellie. Uh, it'll A lot of her actions in the new game, I feel, will probably make more sense knowing now what happens in Left Behind. Yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely looking forward to the new game in a week and a day. Oh, my God. It's so soon. It's so soon. It would have been four months ago. It would have. Uh, <laughs> anything else from you, Derek? Um... I don't think so. Okay. Nothing notable. Cool. <laughs> uh, only thing that I got is my Persona 5 R update after playing uh, Last of Us Left Behind. Um, I was playing a bunch last night, and I was kind of, I'm in the third palace. And the game kind of thrives when you're in palaces because you can bounce back and forth. You have anywhere from 14 to 20-something days, depending on which palace it is, to get it done. Uh, okay. You have that long to go in and infiltrate the palace, get all the way through it, and fight the final boss. Uh, so the in-between, you can play in the palace for uh, two hours and think, okay, I want to leave the palace, heal up, get more of my SP back, and I want to go talk to this person to level up that confidant. And um, mm-hmm. So I, I was playing last night. I played for three or four hours, and I was really enjoying myself. Uh, I think that's when it's at its best. I think it's in-between, and I've noticed... Uh, when I come on the podcast and talk about it, if I'm in between a palace, I'm very down and mid on the game. But if I'm in the middle of doing a palace, I'm really hyped and excited about the game. Um, so maybe it's just the in-between palaces segments are too long for my liking. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I'm starting to realize. But yeah, last night I was playing, I was thriving and I'm really starting to figure out what all the different confidants and the confidants are your relationships with specific people in the game. Mm-hmm. And as you level up those relationships, you gain new abilities uh, I don't know if we brought it up on the podcast last time, but we talked about how much Mishima sucks as a character. Mishima, I fucking hate him. But his, his uh, confidant abilities are really important and really good. Do you know what they do? 
It might be changed from the original. In the original, he just made it so your party gains more EXP. Yeah, that's really important. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Think about how, like... Well, Mishima's a required confidant, I'm pretty sure. only the first two levels. Is it only the first two? I got him to level 10. So, the first level is... uh, I don't know fucking why, now that I think about it. The first level, you get automatically... It makes it so your non-active party members can gain experience. Yes. Which is understandable. It's a small amount. It's, I think, a half or something. Yeah. Uh, And then you don't get anything for level two. But if you get him up to level three... You just, in general, gain more experience. And if you think about that in a pure min-max fashion, the sooner you do, the longer you take to do that, you are missing out on exponentially yeah, yeah, more yeah. EXP. And I didn't know that's what his next ability did until I just went into my confidant list. And I was really getting into, like, figuring out which confidence I want to spend time with to level up. And I was reading what their next abilities would be. And I read that his was that. And I thought to myself, oh, I need to go spend time with this guy. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, so I was looking, doing some research about it because... Uh, I don't know why I'm not afraid to kind of go online and read about stuff for this game. I feel like yeah. I feel like if I don't, as take, long as you don't like look up story details. Yeah, I'm not looking up story. I'm looking up like what, like what confidants kind of general abilities. If you level them yeah. all the way up, no, to that's 10, fair. The general abilities that you'll learn from them. Yeah, and, and as long as it doesn't tell you what the like the character arcs are in those confidants. Yeah, because you know? yeah, that I want to experience for myself, but I want to know who's worth spending the time with because I don't yeah. want to get. 60 80 hours into the game realize i should have been spending more time with this character and now it's too late for me to do that uh and because i'm not gonna play this game again (laughs) one time 120 hour game playthrough is plenty for me yeah so i want to make sure i'm gonna see the stuff that i want to see and play but yeah yeah, i'm on a pretty decent high with the game right now i'm really enjoying what i'm doing i'm close to the end of the the palace that i'm in though so i'm worried that i'm gonna head into another lull but we'll see that so like that uh, uh, decision making like spending time with certain characters not based on the characters but uh, based on what their potential as like a gameplay thing can be is such a like interesting um, concept because I feel like it makes me think of uh, when I originally played Mass Effect and mm-hmm. the, the trilogy and which like companions you put your time into and i played the game way after the first two came out so like all my friends had already played and talked about how much they love this character how much they love that character but also as to like oh but if you don't do all the things you get a weird ending so i wasn't even focused on like who the cool like what characters i liked i was like i need to talk to every single person and make sure they're all the way leveled up because at the end of the game if i don't like I'm gonna something's gonna happen because and it's gonna affect my game going forward kind yeah. of thing and I feel like I would be in the same position as you with Persona is I wouldn't be caring about who do I like this character do I not like this character I would be like which guy is gonna be really cool in the end game so I can have this cool end game build yeah I feel like it's fifty fifty with me for Persona I feel like half the confidants that I'm trying to build my relationship with is because I like them as a character mm-hmm. um, like the doctor I forgot her name. Uh, the life yeah i Takemi. like her a lot as a character her ability to buy items at ch- like better items and cheaper items is pretty cool but yeah i f- i found that i really don't have much of a use for items in this game mm-hmm. um so but i'm building up my confidant with her because i like her as a character whereas um the mishima who sucks <laughs> as a character uh his abilities are so important that so yeah so his level 10 ability is your inactive party members get the same amount of XP as your normal party members. Yeah, okay. And, like, uh, that's, that's really huge. important. Yeah. Um, especially because I know that there's someone that I'll meet eventually who makes it so that um, the confidant, their ability is you can swap out characters in the middle of a fight 
or uh, if they get knocked out, it'll yeah. automatically swap them out. Which I did not know. So that'll, first time. that'll be really important to make sure everyone's equal level f- so I can abuse that later for elemental. Oh, uh, this guy's weak to thunder. Yeah, I need to okay, put in Ryuji so he can use his okay, thunder ability, okay. stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I think looking ahead at kind of what who gives you what abilities is important. And you could just play it without looking any of that up. But That's what I did. Uh, I feel like I'm enjoying it more, preparing myself to know who like who I'm going to want to talk to and spend my time with. Because yeah. like I said, 120 hours is a long time to commit to something right, to right. be 80 hours in and be like, man, I wish I played this differently. Yeah, I, I looked stuff up, but I looked up the wrong things. I looked up like how to increase your social stats. And like where to go to do that, and uh, I had I always had open on my Chrome one tab that was all of the answers to all of the questions you get asked. <laughs> I have that too <laughs> in yeah. your in your class. So uh, uh, yeah, and I, then I, I learned at the end of the game that those social stats are useless. They you only don't use them. Yeah, you only need them to be able to trigger. Like I can't talk to the owner of the gun store about the shady baggy handy yeah. in front of the cops. <laughs> to kind of smuggle something away from him until I get my guts to, I think it's level four. Level four. Uh, right now I currently have it at level three. So that's the only reason for those stats. And I recently, yeah. it's only recently in the last couple of play sessions that I realized, oh, I should be spending time with people more because that's more useful than me going to Big Bang Burger to level up my guts or yeah. to go to <laughs> the, the library to study because that stuff, there are plenty of random things that you have to do throughout the game that will slowly increase those. And then if I run into something like, the the gun shop guy and i'm like okay now yeah. i'll focus on my leveling up my guts so i can do this one thing that i'm being gated yeah and not yeah. being able to do yeah there's like other confidants you can't do until you get like max kindness i think the one that lets you switch out your party members you need knowledge you need help. i think high knowledge okay but yeah like you said uh every four three or four days in school it'll cut to a scene where you're in class and a teacher will ask you a question, and mm-hmm. if you get the question right, your knowledge goes up. And so, yeah, I also have a tab on my phone open that's the, all the answer the, to all the questions. And your class is like, oh, wow, maybe he's, he's so smart. He really, he's really smart. <laughs> but if you get a question wrong, they're like, oh, what a fucking poser. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll do the thing where I'll try to answer the question on my own. And as long as you have relative knowledge of the world, yeah, you can, you can, you can pretty uh, – pretty easily answer the questions but it's there's so there's a few where i'm just like i have no idea what you're asking me another big uh issue is uh the what are you doing my phone just gave me a notification that said grant that grant of thought of five was coming to ps5 next year fucking thanks <laughs> great uh there's um crossword puzzles that pop up every once in a while in the cafe yeah. that you mm-hmm. live in that's new is that new yeah they're fun i think but some of them are about very specific Japanese holidays. And in my mind, I'm like, this should have been translated or not like localized. Liter- yeah. Localized better. So it's, re- it's something I would have any concept yeah, of knowing because yeah. there was just every once in a while, there's one that I'm, I have no idea and I will never, ever get it. So I have to look it up. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying persona five, but if you think right about it, it makes sense in the world because they're in Tokyo. Yes, but yeah, I am yeah. not in Tokyo and I will have no way of ever knowing the answer. to But that. now that you do down. know it. I forgot it. <laughs> I'm not going to remember that. Then what are you doing? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. That's that's all I've been playing. I've been enjoying Persona 5. It's a it's a good video game. Until next I think. week. <laughs> yeah. Next week, I'm going to hate it again. All right. Um, yeah. What do we got? Um, let's take another break. We've been ta- we talked for almost a half hour about what we've been playing, and surprisingly, considering we yeah. haven't been playing a lot. Squiggle um, out of these freaking blankets again. Yeah, my uh, my throat hurts. So let's go take a break, and we'll come back, and we're going to discuss in full what happened 
at the PS5 reveal event. We will be back. I spoiled one of them. gentlemen we together watched the sony playstation 5 reveal event not but two hours ago three hours ago four five six seven three hours ago uh so we're gonna run down the list of everything that was revealed slash announced and kind of give our initial reactions hype level and we'll go from there so first thing they they open the show with this bit of news Grand Theft Auto V, expanded and enhanced, coming to PS5 in 2021. Boom, thoughts. What do we got? Derek, you're a fan of Grand Theft Auto V. What do you think? Uh, I already played Grand Theft Auto V <laughs> like seven years three ago. times but it's on the, the Xbox 360. But it's <laughs> the most successful selling th- single media thing of all time. You yeah. don't want to buy it for the eighth time? On a new platform that's not gonna do much for the game. Jeff, how many times have you bought Skyrim? Uh, original PC Switch Three. Okay, so I, he's got me beat. I've only bought Grand Theft Auto Five twice. I own three copies of Rocket League. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I don't. I know. I, I guess if they showed what they were adding, like I don't know because I haven't played Grand Theft Auto Five online or yeah online because that's like all that's they're updating right now i don't know if half the thing if any of the things they've shown are in the game now or are part of that enhanced and whatever they like additions there are a couple things that i saw that i recognize like the tron light cycles yeah i've seen that's a thing that's been in it for right, a i right. think most of that is already stuff that's in it i think it was just a highlight reel of what the game already is and them saying hey Buy it again. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I felt like this was a bad thing to lead with. Just especially if, considering the next thing. I mean, it's a good thing that they got it out of the way, though. No, this is something you can easily stick in the middle, and the few people who are going to be excited for it are going to get excited still, and then everybody else who just doesn't care because it's a, what, 10-year-old game at this point, they'll yeah. just gloss over it because you're already 30 to 40 minutes into this presentation, you know? I wonder if... Um, there was some kind of thing with Rockstar where Rockstar said, we want this to be at the beginning. Or actually, now that I think about it, I think it's because it's all PS4 footage. That's why it was uh, there. Everything after that was everything PS5 after that footage. Was all, so they probably were like, we don't want to show this before we start like in the reveal because it's PS5 footage, so we'll put it at the front. That makes sense. Yeah, because yeah. they, they did start it with like the history of PlayStation. Yeah, and it had the PS4 up in the top corner. So I, yeah, that's definitely why they did that. Okay, that so makes it sense. was it was kind of a lead in, like, hey, remember this big game for PS4? Well, it's coming back to five now. Remember this the new stuff. Big yeah. game for PS3. Yeah, <laughs> it's back, it's baby. Back. I got it for free on the Epic Game Store, and I literally will never download it. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. I think the next thing that they showed is probably was the biggest thing in the entire presentation for me personally. I don't know how you it's guys feel there. about it. Yeah. Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, the sequel to Marvel Spider-Man, the 2018 Insomniac Games. Uh, yes. That amazing game and the biggest shock of them all. It's coming holiday 2020. This that will be, yeah. was a big. This will one. be a, a launch window PS5 game. It That's came a, out when 2018. 20 the end. Uh, like a two year. Yeah. 
So it has. So it makes me think, like, did they use like the base of the original Spider-Man game to build this? I'm sure this Probably, is the general yeah. skeleton, but they did bump it up onto PS5. So there's going to be a whole lot of new yeah. tech in this for sure. But still, like a two-year window. That's yeah, pretty impressive. Unless they've been working on it for longer than they let on. That's the thing is, yeah, this is this is Insomniac. Besides Naughty Dog, I think right now is uh, Sony's premier like studio for first party studio so they've probably had a dev kit from the ps5 since one was built True. so i would i would definitely would think this game was built from the ground up for the ps5 as a launch title yeah makes sense especially after the popularity of the first one right uh, i'm of... very excited about this uh mm-hmm. obviously stars miles morales who's uh they teased at the end of last game as gaining his spider-man powers and having peter be kind of a teacher to him we have no idea if peter parker's in this game how much of it i know in the comics and the general spider-man storylines for the most part anytime miles morales is the main spider-man it's in a universe where peter parker has died so i wonder if that's kind of what's going to happen here there's no way of knowing and there's a few there's a few where i think they're both my guess there are peter is a character and he dies in the game I wouldn't Ooh, be surprised be... if that's an opening scene. That'd be like, like did you guys see Into the Spider-Verse? Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So Spider-verse. might play off that a little bit, you know, like kind of took it those emotions and made that movie so good. Yeah. Maybe. If they put Spider-Pig in this game. <laughs> Spider-Ham? Spider-Ham. <laughs> it's got to be voiced by John Mulaney. still, still voiced by John Mulaney. <laughs> I will cream my pants. Uh, yeah, this game, oh, oh man, I'm very excited for this. Spider-Man, uh, the first one for PS4 was just a fantastic game. Yeah. It really captured that. It a few months ago. It captured that wonder that the PS2 Spider-Man 2 game did of just swinging around the city and the movement feeling so satisfying yeah, you could yeah, just do that yeah. alone for hours i really can't stress this enough but it really makes you feel like spider-man <laughs> yeah it's really great uh and so it, highly anticipated yeah and it looks like from what i saw in the trailer like they're adding in uh, the fact that miles has more powers than peter does yeah and, so he has his, like his static shock thing yep. his camouflage mm-hmm. which will be cool new gameplay mechanics that you yeah. wouldn't have been able to do with uh peter as the main character so stealth they can turn all those dumb MJ stealth sections into cool Miles stealth sections. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. Uh, next announcement was Gran Turismo 7 to cool. be announced release date. I'm not a big Gran Turismo guy. I'm not a big racing sim guy. Derek, if I think anyone here would be into that at all, it would be you. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played since 4. Whatever one came out for the PS3, I played for a little bit. I think that was 4. I have no clue. Actually, it was 5. It was 5. Um I think the the biggest thing is it's the new numbered entry, and I know the last one that came out, I think it was Gran Turismo Sport, was kind of like bare bones in like the career area. It was more about like multiplayer, I think. So for G- Gran Turismo fans, I think that reveal was uh, probably a great sign that like they're fully committed to the single player career instead of kind of building like an online game as a service. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, m- I might check it out if it's uh, – I've been placing – I the problem was I replaced Gran Turismo with Forza, and so I've been playing the new Forzas, but uh, I might give it a shot if if um, I don't have – well, I, sh- I should say if I don't have an Xbox, but I'll probably have an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll be the only one uh, on this podcast that will play Gran Turismo. So if you do, it's going to fall yeah, on you to give us the, on me. All right. the update yeah. on it. 
I can't really tell the difference between any of the all of these realistic racing games. Yeah, I, I was it said during uh, when we were watching it, the big thing with these is they've all looked pretty photorealistic for a while, and so the only thing that really gets better is like the weather, or maybe the background details, or the lighting, or mm. the sound. So yeah, yeah I think the sound's probably going to be the biggest upgrade from this one yeah. to this one from the last one. Uh, all right, our next announcement was a second one from Insomniac. Two announcements in the first four. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, also to be announced release date. Kind of sad that it's not a, an innuendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ripper Um Yeah, this looked really cool. It was doing some really cool stuff with... Uh, we were trying to decipher what was happening. It seemed like he was using a grappling hook. And at first, I thought he was pulling himself to location. But the whole idea of rifts and dimensions that they're going for here, he was actually pulling space the, to yeah, him. him. Yeah. <laughs> which is very interesting. He was like yeah. shifting space time around him. That's what it looks like to me. And uh, even from like a like a real scientific standpoint, that's like one of the ways in which we think you could feasibly create warp travel. Mm. You're not moving through space. You're moving space around yeah. you. Yeah. So you kind of break the rule of can't go faster than light. Yeah. Uh, it looked really cool. I've never played any of the... I might have played one of the PS2 Ratchet and Clank games, but I've, I've never been a big fan. That's... I've never been into the series as a whole. Um, I feel like Derek, you again are probably the one out of all of us to yeah. have played the originals. I've played all of them. <laughs> oh, all of them? I've played all but uh, like two of the spinoffs, I okay. think. Um, I played the original trilogy. I played the uh, game, the, the future games on um, PS3. I played the remake on PS4. Um, yeah, I, I will pick this one up. The, they're fun. Yeah. Uh, the weapons are always zany and wacky and, um, the platforming sections are always kind of fun. The level design is always really, really good. Uh, Insomniac is really good at making these games. Mm. That's why they're still making them <laughs> after all the, like it's, it, we talk about earlier, like developer switching and how like, you know, Spyro switched another developer, um, so, uh, Sonic, not Sonic. Uh, well, Crash, which was another developer, Sonic. but uh, even like Sly Cooper and the Thievia, you know. But Ration and Clank has always been developed by Insomniac, so like the feeling of the game has felt the same since that first game. They've just expanded upon it more and more and more, and they've had some weird spinoffs that have been weird, but like the core games, like this one, uh, are really good. So I'm excited for it. Nice. Uh, I think I'll probably end up picking this one up at yeah. some point. It seems like it'll be really fun to play. Yeah, I've never played a Ratchet and Clank, so this would probably be a good starting they... point, considering I'm definitely good in a PS5. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, it's probably a good time to mention that all of us were convinced during this to get a PS5 at launch. Uh, Even we're... Adam? On the fence. I might not have space for one is the problem. <laughs> Adam is on the fence. The Barring the us... size of his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, mostly, I don't know where I'm going to be really living after this next year. So <laughs> it, it's kind of a space issue. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay. Let's... Yes, it does look good enough for what I'm considering. Let's talk about the next one. Project Athia. This is the one that's made by Luminous Productions and Square Enix mm-hmm. to be announced release date. Um. Yeah, there wasn't a lot here. It just yeah. looked cool. It looked like it could be... This is the first game in the presentation that left me with the same feeling that the entirety of Microsoft's presentation did a while back, where I have no freaking idea what is going on with this game, yeah. but it's just like 
and it, maybe it's because there's not gameplay ready to be shown or they just wanted to announce it in some way, but it's like this weird original concept that is like way out of left field mm. uh, that they just threw in. And I'm like, how do I get excited about this if I have no concept of what the game mm-hmm. is and the concept for the game as a whole is so weird that I do not like, like I'm scratching my head at, even right. what the fuck is going on. And I think this one specifically is probably a little more tame than some of the later ones that we're, we're going to see. Yeah, uh, I definitely. Like, So when I say weird concepts, we're not even scratching the surface <laughs> yet. <laughs> um, the vibe that I got when I first saw this was it could be uh, like a, a new Final Fantasy, like where Final Fantasy 16 would be headed like art style-wise. Yeah. Kind of with is this all the, the big monsters and stuff. Is this the Square mm-hmm. Enix one? This is the Square Enix okay, yeah. one. Uh, and then you see what looks like a little bit of gameplay and some platforming. So it looks more like an action-based type game, not a party system, not a yeah. JRPG. But the world and kind of the magical elements to it looked like it could have been a Final Fantasy type thing. But yeah, there's very little here, so there's not really much to kind of speculate on. Again, I think it's a yeah a fair thing to say that all of these games look beautiful based on what they showed us. So and it's like is Project Athia like the title of the game or yeah. is it a code or is it name? A cons- yeah, it- I mean the last Square Enix game that was it was Project Octopath Traveler. They just dropped a That's project right. and it was yeah. just Octopath Traveler. There's so they do that so often with game titles where they're like title pending and then they don't freaking change it and then the game is just called pending. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this. Um, this was my games we're never going to see come out of this conference. I thought this game would never... Like, that was a thought I had. I was like, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see this we'll, ever. We'll find out 10 years later that Project Aether... What is it? Athia. Athia is actually like Final Fantasy Seven Part yeah. Two remake. <laughs> and we're like, And yeah. you end up fighting the main character we're in like, a Kingdom what? Hearts 10 DLC. Yeah. <laughs> like, Kingdom Hearts 10. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next was... <laughs> this one was really cool. Uh, it's Stray. By, oh yeah, by Blue Twelve and Annapurna Interactive. Uh, 2021 game. So we gotta, we definitely gotta run you through our thought process as we were watching. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this one you have all these people with computer monitors on their head, and it's almost they're they're, they're not they're just robots. They are robots. Yeah, they were just yeah, robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only <laughs> robots the, are people. The only living thing you see in the trailer is a cat. Yeah, and you were just—it's just kind of in the background, hanging out, and you're wondering, like, I wonder what's up with this cat. And then, at, at like halfway through the trailer, you're like, I want to play as this cat. That yeah, <laughs> I had that thought. And I was like, man, I really want to just play as that cat in this world. And as it goes on, the cat starts kind of doing more things. And yeah. <laughs> and then the name of the game is Stray, and the last shot is definitely—it's just like cat looking up into the sky, and you play as this cat, and in this weird uh not steampunk uh the other one cyberpunk is yeah. and this is world. and it's not like a cartoon cat or anything it's, it's a cat, a cat. It's yeah. a cat. uh so i have no idea what you do in this game i, I suppose the last one where i have no idea what I, we do and i don't really it didn't draw me in i have no idea what i do but i know i'm playing as a cat so i'm <laughs> yeah i'm exactly. in for this soul <laughs> they dripped enough information in there where i'm like all right i'm in yeah, it. i kind of get a vibe you're just gonna be like the cat will be like an observer to a story almost maybe yeah or you can do sick cat kung fu (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah i'm in for that um all right after that was re returnal 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 i actually think that name is really good uh i'm 50 50 on it uh i it's a solid pun but exactly yeah it it makes me think of hey. Revengeance. Yeah. <laughs> Revengeance. Which one's that? That's one of the it was like the Metal Gear Solid spin off. Oh yeah. yeah Metal yeah, Gear yeah. Rising Revengeance. 
this game has no release date yet. Uh, so this is the first of what seemed to be a couple time loop games in this presentation. Yeah, yeah it definitely started a trend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the general premise of it is she see, the main character this seems to be t- stuck in a time loop. She came from America or Earth on a spaceship. She's wearing a very NASA-like spacesuit. It's not very yeah. futuristic. Uh, and it looked like it was going to be a cool story thing. It kind of reminded me of a cross between uh, Outer Wilds and not anywhere in art style. It's it's trying to be hyper-realistic, but Outer Wilds with the space exploration time loop stuff and then cross with a Kojima crazy nonsense story. Yeah. Uh, and then I was kind of on board until I saw her just running around shooting stuff with laser guns and I'm like, oh, I... There's kind of a disconnect. There. I felt it like kind this could have like bullet helly. Yeah, I felt like it could have been more, and it's just going to devolve into another generic first-person shooter. So yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it's this way out of left field concept that I have no idea what's going on, and I need to see more in order to make a more informed decision about it. Yeah, and but it's doing that thing that things in modern media are doing now, where the the character is inherently more interesting because they have heterochromatia. Yeah. How do I keep doing that? For those who don't know, that's when you have two different color eyeballs. Yeah. Or unis. Yeah, irises. Um, So, yeah. I I don't know what this is going to be. I'm afraid it's going to devolve into generic. Kind of like that first game we saw at the Xbox One where it's just this weird future thing with this guy with his gun and then he's got a sword. It just seems like, okay, you're just doing all, like, every video game stereotype uh, in one action-packed trailer so we'll see um after that was so last week derek was saying how he wants a, a new mario 3d platformer <laughs> yeah sony said we'll one up you remember Sackboy from little big planet he's getting his own 3d platformer mario style game so here you go derek <laughs> it looked like Sackboy's big adventure yeah it looked like the 3d world game yeah and mm. which i loved those games yeah so those I'm are awesome. all on board yeah for this one this one yeah that's all yeah just the 3d platformer. yeah four-player co-op i also never played any of the little big planet games i played but i'm pretty sure they're these are probably a little bit different in style probably yeah the little big planet was all about creating stuff but like when you created this is like the worlds you would go into yeah yeah. people created think uh and even think of like the jump from little big planet to this is like the jump from uh, new Super Mario Brothers to New Super Mario 3D World. Like you went from a 2D side scroller to a yeah. 3D top over the top side scroller thing. So that's yeah, kind of like, like a the pseudo big 3D difference almost. here. Like Little Big Planet Two. 3 yeah. is a side scroller plus Mario Super Mario. S- N- Nintendo <laughs> is just copying Sony at this point. Uh, I don't think that's. Uh, <laughs> I think it might be the other way around. <laughs> um, so yeah, this looks like a fun thing. I don't know if I'll end up picking it up. Just again, not a huge yeah. 3D platformer fan as a whole, but we'll see. I'll, I'll wait for your recommendation on this one, Derek. This this seemed like a fun little couch co-op game. Mm. Uh, with they, I think they did show like four characters all playing at once. So yeah, fun little. Fun little game. Yeah. Uh, after that was Destruction All Stars, and I'm pretty sure I left the room to go do something at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This interesting. was an interesting one. <laughs> so yeah, this is on you guys to kind of describe what was happening because I wasn't there. So it was like a big demolition derby, uh, almost like a Mario Kart battle arena, the good ones, uh, but like with real cars and you're smashing into each other and like doing f- like cool tricks and shit and then there's also people outside of their cars yeah. like doing martial arts and punching each other and jumping over cars and i don't know 
seemed to me maybe it was like a battle royale with cars, kind of like reminiscent of like Twisted Metal. Mm. And then like, but when you die, you're just running around outside your car and you can like maybe still blow people up. Yeah. Uh, the gameplay was a little interesting. Yeah. I swear really... to God, like this, con- the concept of this game sounds like something I have played before. But I can't place it. The The art style, the presentation was cool. And then they like threw the title up and I was completely underwhelmed. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> that looks like a generic. Like they just like, shit, we didn't make a title. Uh, Destruction All-Stars. Quick, put it on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. We forgot. They should have called it like yeah. Project something. <laughs> Project. Project Bra- Destruction, Destruction All-Stars. All-Stars. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Nailed it. Um. So, yeah. I probably won't touch this game it is just not for me this next game however after spider-man is probably the game that i was most interested in it's called kenna kena kenna Kenna bridge of spirits yeah it it looked like it was combining a lot of things it looked so when i was talking a couple weeks ago about how when they showed the the tech demo for unreal engine 5 Uh, they should make characters main characters more cartoony and don't go for that hyper realistic style that's exactly what they did here and it looks stunning like flawless really good it's really beautiful and it was giving me zelda vibes it was giving me ori in the blind forest vibes pikmin pikmin vibes because you were collecting all these little fuzzy black little ball creatures yeah (laughs) last airbender vibes yeah spirit thing gave me like serious last airbender vibes. spirit yeah i feel like you're the bridge between the spirit realm and like that's avatar stuff right there the guy narrating had like the same like accent and cadence in his voice as uncle iroh yeah Mm -hmm. for sure uh so i'm very excited about this game it looks really really cool uh, that's yeah. being made by Ember Lab. I'm and it was also... pretty cool because the main character has like that staff, right? And we saw the staff being used for melee attacks, but I thought it was really cool. They just kind of pull back on it like a bowstring and it actually bends. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Kind of using weird like... magic and stuff with it too. Yeah, so it seems like gameplay-wise, it's going to be very like spell-caster-y-focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but for still, sure. Like, kind of tying to that whole spirit vibe thing. Uh, after that was Goodbye, a Volcano High. This seems like... Uh, yeah, that one was yeah. another weird one. It looks like um, a visual, visual novel. novel. Yeah, yeah. There's not going to be a lot of gameplay here. Kind of akin to Night in the Woods, yeah. those type of games. But like we said, we have no idea because yeah. they didn't actually show anything. Yeah, they didn't really show any just what this is going to be. That's just an assumption based on what's Weird happening. anthropomorphic like animal. Dinosaur they were demons. people. Uh, they are demons? They seemed like they were I, I thought, thought they, they were, were just dinosaurs. like weird animal people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll get more details. But if the game is and about... The fact that we have three differing opinions yeah. on what they are, <laughs> I think just lends to our point. If the game is about uh, teenage demon monster dinosaur animal <laughs> things groping not groping, Go- groping. <laughs> <each other. laughs> if it's about groping each other i'm in uh if it's about like coping with leaving high school i've experienced that and honestly i didn't care about leaving high school yeah. so this is story-wise if that's what it's about i'm not invested in this whatsoever um after that was a new odd world game we got odd world soul store yeah. Uh, I've never played an Odd World game. I'm familiar with Abe as a character and the Odd World as a concept. I know they're they are inherently goofy games that take themselves seriously, and that what that's part that's, of what makes yeah. them goofy. Um, so they're definitely cult classics. Yeah, for like, sure. They're not huge uh, fan the, yeah. hits. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out. That's this is going to be one of those ones where I need to hear what the general opinion is. If people say, "Oh, this game is amazing," you have to play it. Then I'll pick it up, but 
just on its own merits. I don't know if it's enough for me to want to go get it on my. Yeah. yeah. This, this is why Sony needs something like Game Pass. Yes. Because I would play, I would that play all I... these games if they were on like a Game Pass system. I 100% agree, <laughs> but I highly doubt they will ever do something like that. No. Uh, after that was Ghostwire Tokyo. I think this one looked pretty cool. I don't remember. Yeah. It's a first person. And it looked like you were fighting Japanese horror lore monsters. Yeah, yeah. Slenderman like, yeah, popped like, up like at one point. Super Slenderman absolutely Tokyo. popped up at one point. Yes. I, I think I don't know if it was specifically Slenderman. I think it was just like all the enemies were faceless and looked like and had suits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like like I got like demon vibe. You know, like this like dark otherworldly entity that's just kind of like yeah. vaguely there, but on like a different like layer of reality kind of deal yeah. yeah and then there are these weird like interdimensional like portals yeah with, in but the, they in were the in the classic japanese red gateways yes yeah yeah so it all looked very interesting but and then you kept the one thing that stuck out to me was that he kept doing that like same put like yeah. animation with his hands over and over and to i'm like people. there was like i'm a, like if i have to see that every five seconds <laughs> in this game i probably might not play it it looked like there were like three spells he was like one was like he was like pointing his fingers up then a little at an angle and then right at the character and it like casted three things and then he would yeah. do that and then thing. he like went inside and like ripped out a cube out of yeah. them or something so yeah we did see him weird. repeat the same actions throughout yeah. the entire to, like, trailer so kill yeah. enemies or something another so one where i have like to combat, i have to see more about yeah. it yeah, because it didn't really give you too much of a beat on the story. It just kind of said vaguely, you have to save Tokyo. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, there wasn't really a lot of plot associated with yeah. it. You just got more of a general feel of what the I don't know. Be about. I don't know what it is with developers nowadays making these like cryptic-ass trailers of games. They don't make me want to play your game. you got to no. tell me what I'm doing in this game to make me interested in it. Yeah, instead you just leave me with this vague concept of a video game, and I'm like... Uh, yeah, it looks cool, but like I don't know if it's gonna hold up story wise. The, the problem is if you make a trailer that's going to like really break down what a game is and what you're gonna do in it, it's not gonna fit in a hot reel like this where it's all about yeah. like bang, 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 game, game, game. Yeah. It, like it won't fit into that. Yeah, you know? but there's plenty of ways to do that by also like sprinkling in like at least more diverse gameplay sections. Yeah. Like, and like I feel like games nowadays are almost some of them are straying away from having like a HUD. So, like, maybe this game doesn't have a HUD. And right, that's right. like, that was just actual gameplay. And we're yeah. like, we have no idea. So, yeah. It could be. It's like when a, it's kind of like when a comedy movie shows their trailer. And then the trailer had, like, the only seven jokes in the movie. <laughs> so, yeah, it looks hilarious. So, you yeah, see yeah. the movie and, like, oh, it's only the jokes from the trailer and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Now we're starting to get into the games that I don't really remember. <laughs> Does anyone remember what Jet the Far Shore was? Yes. Oh, it was like that, like Civ, no. but in space kind of thing. Oh, like go colonize some stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the one that I thought like might be uh, a Sims type game, but you're colonizing different planets. I, I. Yeah. There's another one. I have no idea what you do. Yeah, in this like game. they showed very small bits of game. They showed a spaceship leaving Earth and a year and like, counter counting up slowly. Right, 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 right. Different shots of that ship flying around different areas. Like that's really all there was. I have no idea. So what. It, just, it didn't really say anything about what the goal was. Like I think that was kind of the trend for the night. Like all of these games look visually stunning, but a lot of the trailers kind of left a lot to the imagination. Yeah, I don't it, know. What do you think, Derek? It made me think of um, Journey. Where yes. like you're just the the point of the game is exploring these areas and you're like your ship is your little thing that you're using to explore the areas mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like 
that's the point. It, like, it seemed like it was probably an indie game that's going to be like twenty bucks or something like that. Yeah, I don't know, um, like maybe a ten-hour game or something. Yeah, Not a, yeah. I, yeah, I can't imagine like that kind of gameplay extending for like uh, you know like a forty, fifty, sixty-hour experience without me getting very bored. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Next was Godfall, which is a game that's God, been announced yeah. for a while. Yes, a third-person action game. You you have cool armor with cool weapons, and you fight gods, and you make them fall. It looks looks like a hack a and slash. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like an action hack and slash game. I, I kind of got like a Dark Siders feel to it. Mm-hmm. Am I the only mm-hmm. one who felt that the hip hop music was a weird choice? It kind of yeah. was. Yeah, didn't really fit thematically. It was you know, it was entertaining to watch. But I was, was like, I feel like I would have been more into it if it was like a more orchestral, like big grand. Right. Yeah, that's right. what you kind of expect from like the fantasy setting game. Yeah, like, the orchestra music. Yeah, or at least like, oh, like at the very at the very least, like mix. That with orchestral music, that would have been kind of cool. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that would have been if awesome, that's the actually. vibe you're going for, I think you know, dude. If you two. put like, like any sort of operatic Latin singing in any song, yeah, I love good. it. I throw in some violin. The brawl theme. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jeff, sing the brawl theme. <laughs> no, that's ultimate. <laughs> yeah. That's ultimate. Uh, what's the brawl one? <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I sing that song real good. This um, this seems like it's going to be one of those games that, like, the developers were like, hey, we need to get a game out for the launch. Let's make something. And it's going to be, like, a seven tops in, like, reviews. And yeah. it'll probably be fun. And, like, everyone was gonna is going to buy it because it's going to be, like, one of three games available at launch. Yeah. yeah. Then again, like, the trailer is just combat. Like, what's the story? Right, right. Like, what yeah. is the plot Are you actually here? doing anything interesting, or are you just punching gods in the face? Which God mm. of War showed could work, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's the whole point. Not of it. everyone can become the God of War. It's true. It can be only one. <laughs> okay. Next up was Solar Ash. Yes. Which is that the... looks uh, pretty cool. The game made by the guys who made Hyper Light Drifter. Heart Machine. Yep. Looks real cool. Very excited for this one. Hyper stylized, uh, anime cell shade. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it looks very. It's very like cool. and it's it's um, Heart Machine and Annapurna, who I learned three hours ago are the developers behind Journey and the Outer Wilds and Cyanara Wild Hearts, which I haven't played. Uh, but publishers, not the publishers. publishers. Yeah, you know. Publishers. Uh, but the fact that Heart Machine was given <laughs> the resources to make a, a you know such a large scale game like this is very exciting to me because I loved Hyper Light Drifter. Um, and that game was super stylized, uh, but it was, you know, a small indie game. Right, um, right. I also have that soundtrack on vinyl, uh, and I brag about that one because it's rare. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> no, but the gameplay looked, like, really smooth and fluid. Uh, at least I assume it was gameplay. Yeah. Um, yeah, most of what they showed, I think almost everything they showed off was, like, in console. Yeah, but, like, it just it just looked visually stunning, and, like, I honestly don't remember anything about, like, anything else about it yeah i just well they didn't really show a lot about it it was more it's just was trying to stun you with its visuals and yeah kind of like, what yeah it definitely was an announcement more, it's gonna be a, a 3d action uh, exploration yeah. game it, it was definitely one of the more intriguing art styles kind of diverged a lot from all the others yeah i'm biased on this one because i love heart machine <laughs> Uh, after that was hitman 3 which this hitman looks nothing like the other hitman the other one looked Everything looks stiff and kind of placed purposefully and not they don't move very much and 
this looks like a real it looks way more real than the other hitman look i don't know how to describe kind of what i'm trying to explain more dynamic almost yeah more lived in uh where there were like npcs in hitman 2 that kind of look like cardboard cutouts that just kind of hang out in one spot and these look more like everyone's going to be moving around and interacting with each other and so, living in a world. Yeah, it makes for more of a challenge. Yeah, it just looks way more dynamic than the uh, previous Hitman games looked, which is cool. I didn't really realize it was a Hitman game at first yeah, until you until saw the agent the, with the bald head and the suit. Um, Slenderman. So, <laughs> well, uh, this is going to be one of the ones where, yeah, I'm going to need to see what people say about it before I hop on because I've never been super into the Hitman games. But Yep. Looks cool. It's been a Same while, here. I think, since I I think I played Blood Money on like the Xbox. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. After that was Astro's Playroom. I think this is another one where I was out of the room. Oh, uh, this might have been yeah. where I was measuring uh yes, the, TV. the TV. Yeah. yeah. I might have also been outside of the room or to see this one. because try to convince Allison that we need a bigger TV that's 4K. This seems like it might be a pack in with the system. Yeah, just uh, like a fun little. Yeah, it's a little like three 3D platformer. Oh, is that what that one was? Yeah, it's like the guy comes out of the controller. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it seems. Oh, like it's, yep, I remember it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I thought originally that it wasn't. I didn't think it was a game. I thought it was just like another. Like, because throughout the trailer, they yeah. or throughout the presentation, they kind of like sprinkled in Little. bits of information about the console itself. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that's that's what this was. I thought it was gonna like tie in some information <laughs> about the console, and then it was like, oh no, no, it's a game. Yeah, like weird. The, the imagery of actually having the PlayStation controller. Like in the trailer, um, that kind of, kind of makes me psycho Derek on this one. Yeah. Like it might just be like a comes with the console kind of deal. Like here, see what it's about, you know? Yeah. Uh, after that was Little Devil Inside. I didn't know how to explain this. Yeah, one. that was there's a guy pooping. real weird. Derek, <laughs> I don't. So th- I don't know if this was a game about little demons that live inside you and go on adventures, or if it was just like a metaphor. I something. have no idea. But it looked like it was kind of like a um, like 3D adventure game similar to like, you know, like, Ze- like Zelda yeah. where you're like there. Yeah. You know, he had like a sword and he was killing people. And then like he had like companions sometimes and he was like going to different worlds. But then it kept cutting back to like what seemed like a real world with Just a city. A and guy doing random yeah, stuff. A guy pooping. It, like, I don't know if it was like we're going to be playing maybe. Like everyone has a little devil inside, and you, your adventures are that you're are like each person, each world you go to is a, a, the little devil and a different person. I don't, yeah. Now I'm just like speculating. Now you're just saying on, the word "little devil" yeah. over and over. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it could be more like the devil's inside him, and the world changes based on the guy's mood or something. Uh, that yeah, like something like that. I feel Ooh. like, yeah. like you know, what the giant dust storm is like unease or something you right know? yeah nervousness yeah. or hunger because you yes. got nothing in your stomach right right mm. or like when bowser drinks water and it turns into an a water level yeah, in <laughs> yeah, yeah. inside story yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so this is another one we're gonna need to see more about to really get a grasp of what you're actually doing uh after that was nba 2k 21 you're playing basketball again after that was bug snacks <laughs> i'm gonna get bug i'm snacks. gonna get nba Andrew's gonna play nba the sweat looks even better. Yeah, <laughs> Zion Williamson was, was in the trailer. That was, that was a lot of sweat. Lot okay, of sweat. let's talk about bug snacks. The <laughs> Zion was in the trailer, and it should have been Luca. That's all I'm saying. What the fuck is bug snacks? I'm, I'm calling Happy Tree Ferns bullshit here. It's yeah. way darker than it looks. Yeah, I think they. So it's Allison kept saying, "Oh, this is probably a kids game. This is probably a kid." And like, no. I don't know what's going on. And the whole idea 
is that all of the bugs in this weird cartoony world are, are also, also snacks. Are also, yeah, and when, food. And when the oh, villagers yeah. eat one of them, part of their body transmutes into what that food was. There, like there was this strawberry bug, and then, yeah, one of the villagers ate it, and their arm turned into strawberries. But it, it seemed like this playful game, but as the trailer went on, it started to give off this vibe of, yeah, there's something dark and yeah. weird going on here. Yeah, and then like the final shot is all the bug snacks... When they, when the character leaves the camera, yeah. when they get, it comes to night, they all self-assembled into this humanoid shape and bum rush the camera. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I don't was know. This weird Australian walrus looking dude. Yeah, yeah it's some, it's some weird. I'm there, calling, I'm, there was like almost a National Geographic narration going on about the bug snacks and their <laughs> natural habitat type thing, and yeah. I don't know. I would not be surprised if it turns into like a horror horror survival game after a few hours. Like it all starts off happy go lucky, and then you slowly realize that. Shits up. Yeah. Um, did, did, which I think would guys, be a really interesting way to do a horror game. Yeah. Like, disguised as, oh my god, this is a kid's game. Then it gets, like, really super creepy. dark and gory and, like, oh, oh dear god, what did I get myself into here? <laughs> the, the developers who made this made Octodad. Oh, yes. yeah. yeah that, should, that should tell you something. A really weird game. About an octopus so. dad. <laughs> I'm 100% certain that Caro Caro Bonito did the music for the trailer. I don't know what that is. Caro uh, Caro Bonito is a Japanese artist, possibly Japanese American. I'm not too informed on that. But have you heard that song Flamingo? N- no. I don't know. Nope. I'm not really cultured when it comes it's, it's to like music. It's like black, white, green, or blue. Show off your natural hue, Flamingo. Uh, no. No, oh, I don't no. think so. Well, right, it's a good ass song. <laughs> <laughs> she's sure. she's pretty popular. Uh yeah, bug snacks. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we'll that, see what that is. turns into. She also has a song about trampolines. Dark Souls, <laughs> Demon Souls, <laughs> remastered, remake. It's a remake, not remake. a remaster. Derek, oh. as the Souls person uh, here. So I've never played Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, because from what I've heard, one, it's came out in the PS3. It's like the least accessible of the series. Um, it's technically, I think unfinished like i think there's like assets missing from like the end of the game or something huh. uh so but it is it was the original dark souls thing like it's where it was basically like you know, like yeah they made demon souls people played it but not a lot of people played it and then they refined it and made dark souls and dark souls is like now a phenomenon yeah so it makes sense that they would remake this game um, and I'm glad it's a remake and not a remaster. They're right. like starting over uh, with, and making yeah. new assets. Yeah. Blue Point is is the developers, and they did they've done a few of like the big PlayStation remakes. I think um, so. I'm very happy about that. I think they did Shadow of the Colossus. I think they did um, they did another big one. I can't remember who it was, what or what it was. But yeah, this. It looked really cool. Um, I think it was just a cutscene; like there wasn't really any gameplay. But the gameplay will just be like Dark Souls. But in the, I think the Demon Demon Souls has a pretty interesting universe to it too, compared to Dark Souls. So mm. I'm excited. Cool. It's good to know there's going to be a Souls game out on the <laughs> PS5 TBA. relatively soon. To be announced. No release date yet for it. Uh, next one was Death Loop. This is another one of the time loop games that we saw. Yep. Uh, this one had a pretty cool premise. Basically, it's a guy who is... It seems like it's one of those islands where people think 
Westworld, where you mm-hmm. can go yeah. hunt people for fun. But this dude's stuck in a time loop, and anytime he dies, he basically goes back to the start. And it makes it seem like there's eight key targets that he needs to kill. And if he does, then maybe he'll find a way to escape the said time loop. All the meanwhile, there's this assassin chick whose sole purpose, her job, is to kill this guy to make sure that he dies yeah. if like someone else doesn't kill him so mm-hmm. that he doesn't like successfully escape the time loop. Uh, I thought it was because she thought that doing the killing herself was more fun. Well, she said that she enjoys killing him. Right. And, yeah. Uh, and that's part but of it. I believe why. they did say she is hired by the guy, like the uh, end right. guy he's supposed yeah. to kill or something like that. Yeah. Okay. She was hired to make sure that he yeah. does not gotcha. uh, survive. Make sure it's the correct outcome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's it's probably going to be akin to Outer Wilds where yeah. if you know what you're doing, you can beat it on your first run. But it's, it's about playing through it, doing a run, learning something new, and like getting better as you go. Figuring out what doesn't work. I think it's a game I'll enjoy a lot. Yeah, it'll thought, be interesting. I thought it looked cool because, like, gameplay-wise, because I've been playing Dishonored lately. Like, yeah. That thing where he's, like, pointing his left hand and then, like, teleporting, that was, like, that's, like, key, that's key Dishonored gameplay. Mm. It's, like, how you play that game. I always blink myself to a high vantage point so I can snipe. Yeah. Yeah. This is a game made by Bethesda Softworks and Arcane Lion, so it might have mm. a lot of those similar... Um, game you just said i don't dishonored, dishonored. dishonored so, vibes and i'm not sure if arcane lion i think because Ar- i think arcane lion is their like new sub studio of arcane i think arcane was dishonored yeah but uh, arcane lion i think is like they're like now yeah. they've like they've grown to be more than one studio so yeah so it's like a branch off yeah so th- they must be working on that while arcane works on another thing uh, but it looks really cool and i think for, i got the vibe from the trailer that i think there's some kind of like multiplayer component where That'd Another cool. player is playing that woman. That's Yo, that would like. actually be awesome. That's yeah. what it seemed like to me too. They, it seemed like they were acknowledging the fact that that could be someone like so I, controlling them. So I wonder if you can log into the game and just say, "I want to play as the assassin." I just go, go into people's games right. and, and try to kill the up. player. That'd be, that'd be so that'd be fucking cool. Thing. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Like just go wreck some random guy's day. Like you know, you think you're gonna win, and then I just show up and. Yeah, you start the, over. there must be like maybe certain areas or because uh, that would suck if you're playing the game and every time you try to play, you can't beat the game because some guy is like really good at it and just killing you all the yeah. time. Like, yeah, they'd have to avoid like a camping situation right. where a guy's just like camping near the last target waiting for you. Or you right, have right. to opt in right, to have you opt in to have like Dark Souls. Yeah, you opt in to be able to have other people playing in your game. And there must be like certain areas like maybe after you kill a target or right before you kill a target, you know, this person's now like a threat in the area or something mm. like that. Well, if that's not, if that's a gameplay option for a player to control the assassin, it makes me question like what the time scale is for like how long the you have to length kill of the game. Well, yeah. Like how long do you have to kill the eight people? He, he said in the trailer, like eight targets die by midnight. Right. Yeah, yeah. But we have no concept of, of how long that is. Is it going to yeah. be like real Does life hours? Does it start hours? at 11 p.m.? Is like, no. It could be know. like other games where like an hour is a minute or something right, like right. that. Uh, you know? Yeah, true. That does put a damper onto things. It's right. like because the way because if, uh, if someone could control the character, it feels like it would be more fast paced. You know, but I feel like this kind of game lends itself more to, to a longer let, you know, have each experience, you know, each one of your targets having like a set schedule a la Majora's Mask. Yeah. Uh, and you have to figure those out and then try and. Plan yes. And maybe maybe it could be maybe the 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 other assassin isn't like set different parts of the game. But part of the challenge would be you can tackle those eight targets in any order. So then if you're playing as the assassin assassin, part of your challenge is figuring out where he's going. It could, yeah. it could be a long game, and then P- 
people like say someone joins as the assassin plays for 20 minutes gets bored and wants to hop off then the assassin becomes ai controlled and then someone else logs in looks for a single player playing the main game and then they take over the role so people are coming in and out constantly taking over the role of the assassin it doesn't have to necessarily be one person for your entire campaign yeah yeah, yeah. other random people i'm just saying in general like you know if a player is controlling them it feels i don't know it just feels like the kind of thing where a human player you know playing it would be able to kind of get inside the inner workings of of the person playing the main uh-huh. character. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be, it's another one of those ones we're going to need to know a little bit more. It's yeah. Gonna, but the if premise if, seems cool. Yeah. yeah if we're right does. on this whole, you can control the other assassin. I think that'd be like a real unique thing. That, that would be very cool. Before. Yeah. Um, all right. After this was a trailer for a game. We weren't really sure what was going on. It was dark brooding. And we started to be like, is this resident evil? And we're like, I'm pretty sure it's resident evil. And then the big word village pops up and we just go, Oh, Okay, and then the V I L L glow, and it's an eight, and you're just like, oh, it is Resident <laughs> Evil Eight. Uh, so Resident Evil Eight, yeah, that was a great fake out, though. Yeah, yeah. Resident Evil Eight Village is coming. The subtitle of the game is Village. Because if you're a resident of a village, it's <laughs> evil. <laughs> dun dun dun. Um. So yeah. This looks cool. It looks like a direct sequel to Resident Evil 7. It's first person. You're playing as the main character who's named Ethan. Ethan. Yeah, Ethan. Um, which means I have to go back and play, or I have to play Resident Evil 7 for the first time. Me too. Uh, I'm pretty sure Chris Redfield's in it. Yeah. They yeah, reference a guy yeah. named Chris. I don't think they would ever put someone in Resident Evil named Chris that isn't Chris Redfield. Yep. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, I don't know the story of Resident Evil 7, so... So, oh, okay. Then I won't, because I know the story. I watched a speed run, and so I know like, okay. kind of the story, okay. so I won't say I was going to say, it, sounds, it seems <laughs> gonna, like someone important gets shot in this trailer. Yeah. Uh, I so. plan on uh, playing it in VR, and I'm going to regret it. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is exciting. Resident Evil games are always cool. Uh, I'm excited about that. Next up was Pragmata, which we were convinced was going to be <laughs> Dead Space, Dead Space 4, 4, and I'm still not convinced that it isn't. <laughs> Well, considering it's an entirely different development studio. It's Capcom. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. This this is another one where we know literally nothing. It's a guy that looks like he's from Dead Space and a little girl. And then there's a spaceship and Earth is dying. And all of a sudden they're on the moon. But the girl's, she's barefoot and in no space suit on the moon. So is it a robot girl? I don't know. And they're looking at Earth from the moon. So I kind of got the feeling they were on like a simulation on the moon. And like part of it's like they were being held somewhere thinking they were on Earth. So that's why the guy referenced like that's freedom when they're looking at Earth. Maybe. So it might be like an escape kind of game. I have no clue. Like to figure out what's real or not. Again, it's one of those things that was all like it's a flashy trailer, but nothing. in. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to be doing in this game. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what type of game it was. I don't. Is it a first-person shooter? Is yeah, it an action no game? Is it an RTS? I don't it's know. A, just another one of those cryptic-ass trailers. Yeah. Um. So the last game that they announced, which Ooh, they hype. started and ended with, their probably two yeah. biggest ones here: Horizon Forbidden West, the <sighs> sequel to Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. Yeah. When that trailer started, I was like, "Oh, is it going to be Horizon?" And then the voiceover started. I was like, you know, that kind of sounds like Aloy, but I'm yeah. not going to say anything <laughs> because I might sound like an idiot. 
and then it was Aloy. See, I still haven't played the first Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, which I plan to do before this game at some point. It's, a, it's, it's been on my list of games to is play. Is that coming out on PC at all? Did they yes. say it all? At some yeah. point. I think I'm going to have to pick it up. I think it was confirmed. Otherwise, it's heavily rumored to be. Yeah. yeah. I know there was a, I think there was a prank about it a while ago where like it got revealed or something, and then everyone was pissed off, I think. Uh, I don't recall. I've Maybe. seen a lot of things saying it is. Like a friend of mine thought yeah. it was coming out on PC and got really excited because he wanted to play it and then right. realized it was not real and then got really sad. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then, so yeah, that's really exciting. Uh, that's going to be a big hit, obviously. That's, this one doesn't have a release date yet. Yeah, but the world in that thing was gorgeous. so excited. Yeah. The new robots that they showed with the, there yeah. was like this big turtle looking guy, like a tur- like Turtle Rock from Zelda, and there was freaking elephants. Uh, there was a Mastodons, yeah. Yeah. Those things are huge. Very, Dude, very cool. It, I'm so excited for that game. Yeah, I've got to play the. And it looks like so. It looks like in this game, without spoiling too much, from the first game, you travel to presumably the United States because That's the Golden Gate sa- Bridges. Were yeah, there. they yeah. said that you travel to the the West. ancient Western United States. Or something oh, did it? Like did they yeah. name so say like, United States? Did they say? Oh, they did. They, say they said the United they said the word United States. You can kind of see like the Golden Gate Bridge in the background. I thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, the Golden Gate Bridge was definitely there. Um, but I feel like there was, I don't remember exactly what, but I remember seeing something that wasn't the United States, but it was all, it was like, cause she, she uncovered like a, a thing with Japanese text on it. Right. Uh, I think it was the, it was just like the ancient text. Oh, okay. Like that was from the original game. I can't uh, remember right. what it is. Don't look at me. Yeah. I didn't play it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, but if you are able to travel to places more than the United States, that'd also be really freaking cool. Yeah. Like Canada, <laughs> Mexico. Can um, you imagine all the maple syrup? <laughs> all the maple syrup. All right. Last thing they Giant showed moose. was the console itself. We did it. We finally got to see what this yeah. box looks like. Dan Santos in the beginning of the episode, beginning of the episode, said that quote, "It's stupid." I don't know if that's an exact quote. <laughs> he didn't like it. He hated it. He hated it. Uh, he thought it looked like a, a Seagate wrapped in a binder. Um, what do we think? Uh, general I thoughts. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. I think it's cool. I agree that it looks like uh, yeah, something. I don't disagree from with Adam Dan saying that. Something that people thought that in 2005 it would look like now. Yeah, it looks yeah. like a prototype console. But I'm all yeah. for it. Yes. I think um, they definitely needed to you know, kind of break the visual trend they were in with the last couple. It looks like my router popped its collar. Yes. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it looks like an Alienware PC. It, it I'm just, like, it's gonna look so insane on the shelves. You're gonna have the Xbox, which is just a literal a black refrigerator. refrigerator, and then you have like the like it looks power. It looks futuristic. It look like they've clearly gone like full. How can we like market this way better than? Uh, or mm. Xbox ever could, and they're doing it. They're doing it really well. Absolutely, uh, that's, it's that's, flashy. Yeah. It's very yeah. Flashy. I love the white and blue. Mm-hmm. Very cool color scheme. Yeah. I think it's cool they decided to go with white. That's like just black. Literally hair. the exact color scheme that I went with for building my mm-hmm. PC, and I everything's uh, got to match. Yeah, everything has to match. I bought. I spent. A, I spent a little extra money on monitors to get uh, white monitors. Nice. Um. One thing that we learned today that's new that we didn't know before was that there's going to be the PlayStation 5 and the PlayStation 5 Digital Edition. So we're going to have one that's not going to have a disk drive in it. Yeah. And if the digital version is like 
a cheaper version of the console, I am absolutely getting well, it. Well, here's the thing. I'm not sh- I'm not convinced it might be like cheaper. I think the trade-off might be if it doesn't have a disk drive, maybe it has a shit ton more internal storage. I, probably. I could see either one where it's 50 bucks cheaper because it doesn't have a disk drive or yeah. it's the same exact price and it comes with two, herabi- two terabytes automatically instead of one that the disk drive would have. Yeah. yeah. I could honestly see it going either way. Yeah. Right now, I the only game that I own physically for... Person, uh, PlayStation 4 is Persona 5 Royal and the I only reason I have I, that I haven't bought a physical game in years hmm. yeah I mean I buy physical games for my Switch every now and then because I still like the novelty of having the, the cases yeah. on my shelves uh, but the only reason I got Persona physically was for the special edition it came with like you know a, a CD and a, and a mm, yeah, wearable yeah. mask you know stuff like that um, so I would absolutely love the digital version of this. Yeah, I think I need to know a couple more details before I decide if I'm going to get the disc-based version. I think the digital version looks cleaner because there is this big slot it, on this. Yeah, it, it looks, looks like a, just an attachment that was thrown onto yeah, the side of yeah, it. Yeah. And this, it's got this weird bulge that the digital version doesn't have. It has this nice, sleek hourglass look, whereas the mm-hmm. the looks, normal version with the disc drive yeah. just got this weird bulge on the yeah, side. Yeah, it's got more symmetry to it. And honestly, I'm all for a digital version. I think that's where games are going anyway. Yeah, that's... Like, eventually, I think we're going to get past tried. the point of... <laughs> the sad edition. Yeah. Xbox S, all digital. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Pretty cool. I'm excited about the future of PlayStation. Yeah. And then they showed like a bunch of accessories for it and I'm still yeah, like unclear camera, on whether those are coming with I doubt the console. Because there was a media controller, there's a real cool looking headset. Yeah, there was, a camera. Yeah. I'm assuming none of that is There'll probably with. be a bundle that yeah. like gives I mean, I think the camera is for um VR. Do you think so? I'm pretty sure that's the only why would they sell... the PlayStation camera has now. But why would they put a camera with the console and not a PlayStation VR? I think they're like I think it's a separate like accessory a you'll have to like buy. Saying, Is hey, it? Wow. we're gonna have VR support eventually. Okay. Um, I don't know if the PS VR headset will be compatible with the new system or if there'll be another headset that'll come out. Right. Uh, I'm that's what I as at least I took it. Uh, I feel like th- they'll probably have to put out some official statement on the status of PSVR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that's how I, I mean, I, I don't think the PlayStation move or the PlayStation camera has been used for anything besides VR since uh, the P- like the beginning of the PS4. Yeah. Or since PlayStation move was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's everything from the Sony. We, Oh, I think collectively we're all pretty excited um, about yeah. it. Yeah. It, everything I it's saw like, was gorgeous. Uh, it kind of made me realize that anytime before that I said I was on the fence about buying a con- buying it at launch was a lie. I was <laughs> always going to buy it at launch. Yeah. And now there's more reason to, especially yeah. with Spider-Man. You got Spider-Man. The fact that Horizon is even announced for the console. I mean, it, it even narrowed down is, some things. I noticed that Spider-Man said holiday 2020. But yes. I think another game said fall 2020. Did it? So I think that uh, leaves some Adam with the big brain ooh. sleuthing. I, that's I, big. I thought I saw one that said true. I thought I saw one that said fall 2020. Uh, well, fall is still I'm, technically up until yeah, December still, 21st. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like holiday. So like, there's some, there's some. It gives a lot of wiggle room to the actual. Okay, we got window. 2021 holiday 2020 to TBA 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 2021 TBA 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 2021 TBA 2021. Holiday 2020, holiday 2020, 2021, January 2021, TBA, TBA, NBA's fall 2020. So that might come out on PS4 first. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
So Holiday yeah, 2020 TBA, TBA 2021, 2022. NBA games usually come yeah, out. Yeah, I forgot in which like one it was. So yeah, NBA I could see coming out on That's, PS4. Yeah, if it was I any think. of the other ones, you might be on to something. But because it's NBA, I wouldn't right, be surprised yeah, if it came out yeah. for PS4 first and then right. after. Yeah. Fair enough. Thanks for clarifying. Um, I would like to show you guys this picture of the console on its side. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of nice. That looks eh. cool. Do you think so? I think it looks better standing up straight. I like yeah, it I standing up straight, but I like that it still looks good on its side. Yeah, I think the fact that uh, it the fact that it's thinner on the left side and then like it kind of goes. Yeah, up. the white part gets thinner, but the black part gets thicker as it goes from left from right. I don't so, think that looks as good laying down as it, it, does it removes the symmetry of it. Whereas yeah. standing right. up, it holds its symmetry very I mean, well. It's good to know you can put it either way because that kind of for me personally, that's like it can fit on more spaces. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like I if couldn't... you only have like a, a shelf to put it on, you can put it on sideways. You know, yeah. Like, or like I don't yeah. hang my TV up on the wall, so like. It, my PS4 fits very nicely right under my TV. Mm-hmm. So, and I I think all PlayStations technically have always been designed to be stood up. Uh, have you tried to st- stand up your PlayStation One? I don't. My PlayStation <laughs> <laughs> One. Since the PS2, yeah. <laughs> Did the PS3 stand up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You didn't because it was like a. 1,000 pounds. Yeah, I feel like it, it like instinctively wanted to fall. Yeah, <laughs> I think <laughs> they made stands for it. Uh, the slim model maybe then couldn't, but then okay. the new slim model could. You could stand up your Wii U. You could stand up your sure Wii U. Sure could. I feel like every console now can do both, with the exception of the Switch, because obviously you can't stand up your Switch. No. Yes, you can. It's only standing, <laughs> up. Only standing yeah. up. I guess you could lay it down and slide it in, like I guess horizontally. I've seen some, I've seen some people that have like the Switch, like I think, like they mount their dock somewhere really mm-hmm. like random or like inside something or like sideways and just like slide the thing in. Hmm. But yeah, there are people who jerry-rig their own setups. You can l- take the switch out of the dock and lay it on the table. This thing looks so <laughs> cool. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at pictures of the PS5. It looks cool. I'm yeah. sorry, Dan Santos. I think we're all sold here. The Game Sharks collectively disagree. Jeff with you. just yeah. said, fuck you, Dan Santos. I didn't say that. <laughs> I miss you. You were one of my greatest friends, and I'm really sad that you're not in my life. Uh, <laughs> and the PS5 looks cool. <laughs> uh, all right, boys. That's everything. We're excited for PS5. Let's do some trivia. Whoop, whoop. Let me get my phone. Okay. Um, so as you know, we all well know, this is, you probably know exactly what this is going to be. How we're doing PlayStation trivia because you know, yes, we just talked about PlayStation for a while. Um, I thought it was going to be Nickelodeon cart racer. Trivia. I hate you so much. <laughs> it's unreal. Okay. Now that we're back in person, everyone can use their whiteboard phone on their app, uh, to quickly jot their My whiteboard down. phone, your whiteboard app on their phone. <laughs> No one ever accused me of being a good speaker. You know, I do my best. I I slave over this podcast. and Day and night. Day and night on Thursdays. <laughs> and you insult me with my speech. I'm just trying to help, man. You insult me with your speech about my speech. Freedom of speech. All I'm saying is if you ever need anybody else to read the emails, we're all here. Question number one. <laughs> Which PlayStation sold the most units between PlayStation 1, 2, 3, and 4? Which one sold the most out of all of them? Mm, yeah. Any, any thoughts? Yeah. Everyone good? Yep. Yeah? Andrew, you go first. Four. The Adam? I guess three. Derek? Two. It's two. Yeah. Ah. PlayStation 2 is the greatest selling video game console of all, all time, time, as a matter of fact. Really? Yep. Wait. Really? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, 
Remember how last week we had a question about uh, the DS? Yeah. How mm-hmm. many? And it was 155 million. Is that I th- the second highest? Yes. Uh, PS2 is 160 million. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Greatest selling thing of all time, PS2. Question number two. What is the name of the failed PlayStation Smash Bros. clone for the PlayStation 3? When you say failed, you mean just critically. Critically failed and the fact that they never, like, none of her made any DLC for it, never uh, made another one. The, it, I think by all definitions, <laughs> failed. was a failure. Really this. I think I know what this one is. Yeah, Adam thinks he knows. All right, let's start with, uh, I know Derek yeah, I know it. <laughs> Andrew, we're going to start with you again. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Same Adam, thing. Derek. Yep. Yep, it is yeah. <laughs> PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. One point for everybody. That game was apparently not very good. Derek, nope. did you ever play it? Uh, yeah, I played the beta, actually. Was it good? There was a no. beta? <laughs> <laughs> no, Didn't it was they not. not even have Crash Bandicoot? Uh, I don't remember no, the it, roster. It, did it? I have no idea what the roster have, for that like, game It was, was like... The, distinctly remember the clown not having from Crash. Twisted Metal. Did they really? Yeah. Uh, yeah Kratos. It, it Kratos. Drake. Nathan Drake, Cooking Mama, Cooking Sack Mama, Boy. Uh, Fat Princess from the game Fat Princess, uh-huh. um, Parappa the Rappa. It yeah. almost had Dart from the Legend of the Dragoon. They were working on it as DLC, and then they decided they, they didn't they want to do it. They didn't want to do it. Um, I'm gonna Google it, it right a weird now. Game. Question number three: What year was the original PlayStation released in North America? Hmm. Yes, it's a good question. What year was it released in North America? Derek, uh, we're gonna have you go first. Okay, I have uh, 1996. Adam, no, I did. I did later. I said 2002. I said 95. Adam, you're a clown. <laughs> the PlayStation Two remember. came out in the, what? 2001. 2001. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't remember. Uh, it came out in 1995. Never... One point for uh, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. I never had a PlayStation, man. I'm not sure of the timelines on these yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You remember that one question I I got about the Final Fantasy VII release date? <laughs> I figured since that came out in January, the console had to have been out already by then. <laughs> that is a very good that point. That is a very good point. <laughs> question number four. I think this one is unfair because Derek's going to get it, and I don't know if you guys will, but it's a pretty famous thing. Who is the famous villain from Metal Gear Solid that reads your memory card to you during the fight? Andrew's typing very quickly, so I'm pretty sure he knows. Derek definitely knows. Adam looks pretty confused. I'm going to guess that Adam has no clue. <laughs> never played Metal Gear. This is a pretty famous thing, even if you've never played Metal Gear. It's like a thing. Uh, See, really? this is the commentary we were missing from doing trivia in yeah. person. <laughs> Adam, uh, what do you got? The only character I know from Metal Gear is Snake. It's not Snake. I know it's not Snake. But Andrew? The character I know. Uh, Psycho Mantis. Derek? Psycho Mantis. It's Psycho Mantis. Dang. He, yeah, he'll read whatever. I think this is why I need a PlayStation. I need to be, I need to be in on these things. He, yeah, PlayStation? Poor good some pretty good PlayStation games. Uh, yeah, he'll read uh, the games. He'll be like, ah, so you like Castlevania. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, um, from the Devil all right, we got a tie. At Andrew and Derek both have three points. Adam has one. There oh is no bonus this year. Sorry, yeah. Adam. Or uh, not this year, this trivia. Crash Bandicoot oh, is not in PlayStation. Yeah, I don't think he was in it. Yeah. Question Terrible. number five. What is the top-selling PS4 exclusive game? So, obviously, Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto are the number two, one and two. It's excluding those because they're not exclusive to PS4. What is the top-selling PS4 exclusive in North America? This I have a solid guess at. Okay. Yeah? I think it's educated enough. A nice educated guess. 
Oh, Derek's got a lot of thought going he's, on. He's between two. He's going through the full list in his head. Andrew's doing the same thing. He's he's making an ordered list with his hand. All right, boys, I need you to write something down. Right, I've, I've locked it in. I've locked in my answer. All right, Adam, seeing as you cannot win, yeah. you're going to go first. What's uh, your guess? I'm guessing it's Spider-Man. Andrew? Horizon? Derek? I said Spider-Man. It is Spider-Man! Hey! Wow. Up top. All right, and with four points, the master of PlayStation is Derek. I am the master. What was the second highest? Uh, I think it was uh, Uncharted, Uncharted 4, 4. Was which the, was, the was the number the one highest? worldwide. I don't know what the third highest was. Where's Horizon on that list? I, I think, think after God of War. Yeah. Oh. Um, all right. Congratulations, Derek. I did not go quietly into the night. I'm proud of you. Tiebreaker question. How much did the Nintendo PlayStation recently sell for on eBay? The Nintendo PlayStation? Yes. You didn't know about that? Ooh. I know it was a thing, but yeah, like that's out of nowhere. Yep. How much did the Nintendo PlayStation sell for? Just quick guesses. Derek already won. I think it was a million dollars. One million dollars. A million and one. It's 360000 Oh, Good we try. Well, we overshot. So okay, Andrew and I were close. Derek won anyway. <laughs> yeah, Derek had already won at that point. Cool. Okay, I went over. Good. Congratulations, Derek. Uh, all right, that wraps up this episode. Please go to our website, thegamesharks.com, where you can check out some pretty cool articles that we write. Uh, and also our Instagram is there, which you can also just find on Instagram, which is the ga- no, Game Sharks Podcast on Instagram. You can see our sweet blanket <laughs> hanging over a ceiling fan recording studio that uh, we makeshift in my back room in my house. Uh, which if- made tonight. A fortnight. <laughs> I've been waiting all episode to make that joke. Just letting you know. And if you have any comments for us on uh, what we talked about today, if you have any questions that you want us to answer, if you hate unequivocally the new design of the PlayStation Five, <laughs> if you uh, have any trivia questions that you want us to ask for any sort of anything, we'll, uh, we'll yeah, any questions minus sports trivia, Steve. I'm watching you. Uh, you can send us an email at gamesharkspodcast at yahoo.com. The current challenge is to beat the sploosh question. The sploosh, yeah, Dan's sploosh, sploosh question is the number one question we've ever had. So I don't know if that's doable. It's very hard. Sploosh. Um, okay, and with that, that wraps up this episode of the Game Sharks Podcast. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me, and we will be back next week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We will. Goodbye. What are we talking about next week, Jeff? Uh, maybe. Do you guys think we can finish the messenger in the next week? Yeah. I can. I can. I don't, I don't know. I I'm still in the middle of making stuff for online classes. It might be might be a stretch for me. Okay. Uh. All right. Messenger might be pushed back several weeks then. Mm-hmm. In which case, next week we're probably going to be talking about Adam's favorite games of all time. Cool. Okay. I got some fun trivia for you guys. Oh. Oh cool. yeah. All right. All right. That's right. You have to do that. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.